anniversary to Frank Skinner. Our gift to you is an extra seven hours of work. This is 10 Hours of Frank on Absolute Radio. So, uh, yes, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I am with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. So the, the show is 10 years old. We've already had a reprimand, I think. Have we? We have, I'm afraid. It is to do with the oppressive 12s, which we're very strict about normally, Frank. Yes. Um, I think we might even... Um, I don't know how to... We've got a clip, I think. Well, shall... OK. Coincidentally, because this just came in. Um, this... OK, let, listen, that, this, this should... This should sorry about this. It's, uh, <laughs> Uh, we should. Uh, this should explain. So this is when this th- idea first came okay. up on the show. Okay. So when would this have been? Do we know? This was no, no, July said the 2014. July 2014. I'm sorry wow. to go straight into a clip. We weren't expecting this, okay. but as we've had this reprimand, mm. it, listen in. Yeah. working person standard but we yeah. actually start the show at eight we get here about seven mm-hmm. what time do you set your alarm for on a saturday morning usually five four five six or six or five depending me mm. six oh three <laughs> <laughs> because it's recently struck me why should why do i have to be a, a slave to the tyrannical twelfth <laughs> every morning it gives you that feeling that i'm a bit of a different thinking guy now, the thing with that is yeah. I always thought it was the oppressive 12th. That's what I've come to... But the it's tyrannical 12th is much better. Yeah, the true. idea is yeah. the 12th, Cashier. obviously, is that people always split things into five minutes. So they'll say, I'll see you at quarter past 20 yeah. past. Exactly. And Seldom does someone make Dylan... an arrangement for 13 past. No. <laughs> You're right. So Dylan Hubble, right. the reprimand, he says, how, I repeat, how <laughs> the Dickens... Can you, of all people, be paying homage to the oppressive decimals? I'll tune in for nine hours and 42 minutes. Yes, what we should have done is celebrated our ninth or eleventh anniversary. That's a good point. It's it's, it's too late now. Well, it is. We've got the balloons now. We've got the balloons. We've got the balloons. We've got, yeah, we've got... got got um, It's our tin anniversary. Tin? Yeah, ten years is tin. Yeah, so, it's a rubbish anniversary tin. Can you imagine? So I'll her husband what, turning up with a tin brooch. I'll tell you what Rubber. I don't like about um, the tin anniversary. Haven't they just... Isn't the 10th anniversary the tin anniversary? Because oh. tin sounds a bit like 10. <laughs> yes. I mean, is that the best they've got? Will it be our lemon anniversary <laughs> next year? <laughs> I think you've got to have someone that feels somehow significant, not just yeah. vaguely sounds a bit like it. <laughs> Having yeah. said that... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was in um, Reading last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, um, what are you doing there? Oh, one of your well, shows. Well, uh, well we've got, we got friends that, that live there, for, first and foremost. But um, as I was in the town centre and we were walking past the museum... I remembered that uh, they oh. have a, a copy of the Bayeux. Fake Bayeux tapestry. Fake Bayeux. Oh. The Bayeux tribute. I yes. know it well. And, um, Faux Bayeux. But while I was in there looking at uh, the. the um, the, uh, the What would you call it? Proxy Bayeux. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. Um, 
I noticed there was a, a tin exhibition, and I thought, well, it's our tin... It's our tin... Don't um, tell me you went. Anniversary. Of course I went. Um, Who it was... goes to the tin exhibition? Well, it turns it's like out. a method comedian. It's like the Robert De Niro of comedy. <laughs> yeah. He's got a tin coming yeah. up. He goes to Ow. a tin exhibition. Yeah. Even De Niro wouldn't go that far. Well, it's better than putting on three stars. I'll do anything. Marty, I'll do anything, but I'm not going to the tin exhibition in Reading. My worst things is when very beautiful actresses make themselves look really ugly for a part. Mm-hmm. And they think, look what I've done, I'm so brave. Whereas ugly actresses all over yeah. America are thinking, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah. And so many men don't even have to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you were. Exactly. <laughs> well, and men do it as well, don't they? I know. Men uh, yeah. ugly themselves up when all the ugly actors, <laughs> you don't get much work as it is. Yeah. Is that fair? No. I don't think so. Meanwhile, anyway. over at the Reading Tin Exhibition... Yeah, so it turns out that Huntley and Palmer's... Oh, yeah. Yes. ..was housed... And they used to make biscuits, I believe. All oh, right. They were housed in Reading. Consequently, there's an enormous uh, tin um, debo- de- depository there. Oh, is there? Oh. So, yeah, there's a massive exhibition of, of tins of all kinds. Well, oh, was it good? Of, it sounds good. Of all like kinds it? from Huntley and Palmer's. <laughs> oh, OK. Did you like the exhibition? Well, I'd say there was a thing. Um, they had a Lone Ranger tin. Now, I was a big fan of the Lone Ranger TV series. I used the William Tell Overture, as you might yes. recall, as its theme, mm. uh, which I used to play commonly on the um, fingers and thumbs. Do you know that? And um, there was a picture of um, the Lone Ranger on this tin, and I thought, oh, brilliant, 1961 it was yeah. from. And it said, um, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Now, Tonto was the Native American um, right-hand man of the Lone Ranger. Oh, I thought that was the horse. Well, so oh. did the people from um, oh. Reading Museum. Oh. Now, you know, it's a bit of a faux, the worst possible faux pas that your average white person can make. If he, if he mistakes, say, one Native American for another Native American, right. it's, you know, it's a yeah. pretty bad. But to mistake one for a horse... <laughs> it gets worse, yeah. It yeah. was pretty bad. So it says, here is, um, uh, here is uh, oh, yeah, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. And I was looking, I thought, is that in behind the cactus? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm afraid they've got... Uh, <gasps> So it should have been Silver, which was the name of the horse. Yes. Oh. Two of his brothers, I think, currently play for Man City. (laughs) Lovely. Very good. Lovely. They probably didn't want to mention Silver at the Tin Museum, did they? No, of course, of course. It was that that old rivalry. (laughs) I should have seen that. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. Speaking of um, Tonto... The, the Reddington exhibition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tonto, did I ever tell you I saw Glenn Campbell live? Did you? Once. And um, he's brilliant live. There mm. was... Um, he plays amazing guitar. He shows home movies. He played the... Oh. Um, Bang on pipes. Shut up, Sounds like some <laughs> student I once went out with. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one of the things. Plays guitar, makes you watch mo- home movies. Glenn Campbell was also a fan of the um, Lone Ranger TV series. <laughs> and um, he, um, as soon as he got a few bob, he, he got a white horse, got himself a perfect Lone Ranger outfit, 
and hi- found Jay Silverheels, was, who was the Native American who played Tonto, and said, will you come and film with me? I want to recreate like the, some uh, Lone Ranger stuff. And he showed this clip while he played um, the William Tell Overture on his guitar. Mm-hmm. But they had a, they had a, a Jay Silverheels by then was in his seventies <laughs> and I think hadn't worked much after the Lone Ranger. And um, there was a great shot of him on horseback, looking like holding on for grim life. <laughs> this seventy-year-old bloke in his old outfit, his old you know with a feather sticking out the headband. And uh, he's got real, what we used to call rouge, what I call the blusher now. Oh, yeah. He's got two circles of blusher, like, like, a bit you, like Sally. you know, Stobbs in Worse or Gummy Tickets. Yes. Like, with him holding, well, his, his lips are really puckered in sort of fear and also not try, trying to look less terrible. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a great moment. Oh, Frank, I've just worked out then. This is an idiotic Eureka moment for me because is that why the song is Hi Ho Silver? Hi, I'm Silver Lyman, yeah. yes. Oh, I've oh. never known that. Oh, yeah, it's I a Lone Ranger say. reference. In case you're new to the show, that the, hot, the um, idiotic eureka moments are things you realise yeah. much later than everyone. Yes, the reason it's Hi, I'm Silver Lining is a, it's a pun on, obviously, a silver lining. It's a good thing. And, yeah. and Hi, I'm Silver, which is what the Lone Ranger used to say at the beginning of his Hi, ho oh. Silver, away! <laughs> is what he used to actually say. Very and the horse is all right. Right next to you. <laughs> no need to shout, man. Yeah. Um, do all the voices, don't I you? I should say that we are, this particular show this morning, which is normally three hours, mm. is um, is going to be six hours. Yeah. And then I'm going to do mm, three now, hours. Now you tell me. I'm then going to carry on into three hours of rock and roll football with the two mats. Oh, yeah, the trois mats. Yeah. Good. Well, Welcome and bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> As I like to call them. <laughs> And then um, we should get some shirts printed for that. And then yeah. I do an hour with um, Andy Bush. Brilliant. Lovely. So which worth two in the hand. Thus making it. Um, I've heard that. Um, <laughs> thus making it up to ten hours. Well, actually, we've had an email um, discussing this exact point, dear Frank, DME, and the Cockerel. Recently, when I visited my elderly mother in Huddersfield, I set off when the show starts at eight, and I'm usually pulling onto her drive when the show finishes at eleven. Mm. It does make the journey fly, but that's nice. Thank you. I've worked out that if I'm going to drive for the length of Frank's broadcasting this week, I will need to drive to Aviemore in Scotland, which should take about 10 hours. What's that, the old girl skiing? (laughs) (laughs) It's all all perfect, isn't it? It's lined up. Yeah, I I, I would do that. And Aviemore sounds like a nice spot to go to. And they love a couple of sticks, the elderly. (laughs) (laughs) They do. That's when they're they're most at home. Yeah, so yeah, smile I would do on her that. Face. Take her to Aviemore. Well, you could pick her up. Why not pick her up and bring her back for a week, half a weekend um, at your home? Yeah, pick her up and podcast it, yeah. and then listen to it all again on the way. No, home. no, but you can listen. Just oh, pick I her see. up. She can be waiting at the door, jump in, and then uh, drive drive back, listening to the rest of the show. That's a good idea. I've Full actually of... put a photo of the uh, the tin. The Lone Ranger tin on our uh, on our um, have you? In, is it Instagram? It's on. We'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, you've well, changed, haven't you? You've changed. You're so social media ready. I think I've made. Well, you know, Pixar it didn't happen. Well, do you know what I like? 
It's Frank. <laughs> yeah, when you, people James. say that, Frank, yeah. they mean that time they met a Kardashian, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't mean um, a Lone a Ranger tin. biscuit tin. No, I, I find a, I, a lot of people now shout it during the Bible readings at Mass. <laughs> and um, thank God for the Renaissance artists. That's all. That's all right. So, there was another tin. Have you ever heard of a? I've got to tell you one more tin anecdote. It is our tin oh, anniversary. Please, I mean, I could listen to them all morning. There's a tin. I've got no design. choice. There's a Victorian artist called Kate Greenaway. Have you ever heard of her? <clears throat> yeah, I knew Emily would. Uh, I bet you pro- probably had one on your wall. As I think a child. we might have. Yes. Um, and um, she, one of her designs is, is one of the tin, and, and it's, it's a tin there, mm-hmm. a round tin. And if you look closely at it, um, a, it seems probably not her, but a rogue artist who worked at the tin, the tin lid factory, mm. um, has Kids. put in a few, um, a couple of, um, how can I put it, a physical moments. In the background, oh, you are joking. No, they're not. They're not completely graphic, but they're fairly. Oh, apparent. okay. So this PG. is why. So you... I might put that on in Scotland yeah, yeah. so you can <laughs> see if you can spot them. Okay, Al. Now I'm starting to realise why you went to the old tin yeah. oh, exhibition. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I haven't told you about the uh, faux bayeux. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine how good that was? No, can you? I'm 12, 15. <laughs> Absolute Radio presents 10 Hours of Frank Skinner. He only came to Absolute Radio on a three-month contract, and 10 years later, he still won't sign it. Happy 10th anniversary, Frank, from Absolute Radio. Can I just say we've got a correction very early on, Frank? Oh, Another yeah. one. Ah, no. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was Laurie McMenemy uh, impression. <laughs> Keeping it topical here on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Even if a 10-year anniversary show, Laurie McMenemy does not qualify as a topic. Yeah. I'll just briefly fill you in that... Um, Paul Gascoigne, I won't say what. Paul Gascoigne was asked if he had a message, I think, for the Norwegian uh, fans. And he gave a message which, let's say, it was inappropriate. And um, Laurie McMenemy, the assistant manager of England, was passing it. He had heard the response and went, oh, no. And maybe you could Google and find out what that particular Paul Gascoigne message was. You can I probably mean, guess, you know. I think we can imagine Sean it was... Um, the content was medieval. Have you got a message for the people of Norway? It was only going to go one way. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a correctione so early on on our special day. Do you want me to hit the... Uh... The person responsible yes. for the error is the cockerel, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. oh. oh no. <laughs> no. I can believe it. I can believe it. What have I done? How did you pronounce the... Popular uh, the... skiing resort <laughs> of Scotland? Oh, I think I said Aviemore and it's oh. Aviemore, didn't I? Is it? Have I got it wrong? Well, dear Frank, dear me and Alan, congratulations, well done on your 10th anniversary. I'm sorry to write in on your day of celebration <laughs> with a correctione, but Aviemore yeah. is pronounced Aviemore. Uh, I know Alan is more of a son of Yorkshire than Scotland. Not true. Oh, you sound like Macbeth. That Not sounds true. Very, but 
Even so, with his Scottish lineage, I thought he'd have known. Yeah, I mean, I thought I would have known. But, you know, I was, I was reading off a screen and I'm under pressure. <laughs> under and, pressure? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and someone else wrote in and said, have we got another Descartes on our hands? I well, think so. Okay. I, you know what? I, I mean, I happen to know it was Avi Moore. But I thought today of all days, I'm going to let it pass. <laughs> but obviously, not everyone else has my benevolence. I know. That's right. I was um, oh, prepared right. to be magnanimous, as they say. Yeah. Who, was the, who would you say was the most magnam- magnanimous TV Af- presenter of all time? M- Mag- oh, Magnus Mag- Mag- Magnanimous Magnanimous. <laughs> 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 Obviously. <laughs> Ten years of the Frank Skinner Show means nothing, really. It's just an arbitrary number we humans have assigned to our own perception of time. But we're trying to make something of it. As a result, you're listening to ten hours of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We've actually had uh, a a communication that I think is quite interesting. You know, Mm. you were discussing... um, the tin exhibition. It took ten years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you were discussing the tin exhibition you went to in, yes. in Reading. Mm. Uh, 848 uh, has said that's why Reading Football Club are known as the Biscuit Men. Of course. Because they had the biscuit factory there, presumably. That's Ben Hernbay who says happy birthday. Ben I mean, it's, it's a bit of a pedantic point, but it's not technically a birthday, is it? It's an anniversary, really. Well, it's the show's birthday. I know. Come on. Make a little it's insight into what it's like being married to the cockpit yeah, there. It's the show's anniversary. It's the show's anniversary, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's your tin tankard, love. Yes. Oh. Imagine if someone got you a tankard. I'd walk. So, yeah, I've so, been given um, a tankard as a gift in the past. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. One thing um, I um, was a bit concerned about yeah. was. Um, been thrown off air after 10 hours of broadcasting. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you this later. <laughs> um, I, no, I, I, the reason I say is that it's, uh, last night I, was, I, was, I went to bed r- fairly early because I thought it's going to be a long day tomorrow, 10 hours on yeah. the radio. So I, um, I went and um, my, my, I have a six-year-old son called Boz, new, new, new readers might not know. So I went to kiss him goodnight and he said to me... Um, so it's your 10-hour show tomorrow. I said, that, that's right, yeah. He said, is your show the most important show on Absolute Radio? <sighs> I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, to all my, I'm sorry to all my colleagues, but, you know, it's, that, you weren't there. And um, <laughs> he said, um, what's the next most <gasps> important show? I said, well, way back way back after us. And uh, I won't say what I said was second. But he said to me, there's one thing, though, I don't, I don't understand. He said, why do you never play We Are The Champions? Oh. And I um, said, well, you know, we do play. He said, no, you never play. You know, he's a Mad Queen fan. Well, mm-hmm. he made me play that in the car the other day. Yeah, but I, well, no, I went to bed and I thought, I realised... The first question was a setup for the second question, because oh. what he was getting at is because 
in a way, we are the champions. Well, speak for yourself. Right. Well, I mean, I, can I say again that, um, I mean, I, I'm not, this is, obviously I'm not totally sincere that we're the most important show, but when you're talking to a small child <laughs> late at night and trying to get him to sleep... Well, you have, one has to agree. It's mm. no good me going on about, uh, you know, Dave Berry and <laughs> Jason no. Manford. It's filling his head with too much yeah, uh, yeah. stuff and all our other um, fabulous presenters. So I, um, so... I, I realised that it, it, it was a request based on the fact that in his mind, uh, based on, in fact, my information, yeah. that uh, we are the champions. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, Buzz. It was a lovely moment. Anyway. Have you taken Buzz? Oh, God, to I wonder see... what you're going to ask me. <laughs> Have I you just... taken? Oh, yeah, but a long time ago. <laughs> um,. I suspect Buzz is a little young for the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I think it might... I, I haven't seen it, but I suspect there might be swearing and drug references. And as you know, on Absolute Radio, we disapprove mm. of all those I've things. got to say, it never stopped my parents. In no, fact, that no. was an incentive. Mm-hmm. But I saw it recently, was there, Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Was there swearing and drugs references? Yes. OK. I was right. I would say it's not... Yeah, I would say in a few years, maybe. Maybe leave it six months. Uh, for Buzz, but I was, I liked it, don't get me wrong, hmm? in the way that I love a biopic. It was great. But. Favourite ever biopic? Oh, well. Oh, it's a tough one. That I mean, am I inc- allowed to include um, Henry VIII? Certainly. Which was okay. <laughs> Um, I've got to think about that. Okay, we can come I back. I mean, to I it. love a biopic. Mm. They're the best, aren't they? But this one. I think what I struggle with a bit is when they throw in, and perhaps someone can come up with a good sort of word for this, because I don't know what you'd call it, but it's when they refer to something that we know already. So, for example, in the Freddie Mercury, they'll say, you can't call a band Queen. Oh, yeah. Or he's always on that piano. All right. Yeah, yeah or it's or it's the Leonardo da Vinci yeah. biopic. Oh, he's mad. He thinks one day men will fly. <laughs> Machines. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Exactly. And I just can't get around those things. No, yes. I, I think you have to avoid that. Yes, that is the sound of a ukulele. Which means this must be ten hours of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm. Can I can I say um, of. Uh, Oh, but by the way, I think I'd be voting for Pride of the Yankees, um, which is about... Oh, for your favourite biopic. biopic. That Lou Gehrig. Do you know Lou Gehrig, who died of... Oh, yes. Who died of Lou Gehrig's yes, disease. Yes, yes. Oh. Which is a bit of a coincidence. Yes. Yeah. Um, Gary Cooper as Lou Gehrig. Very emotional. Um, mm. it'd, be, it'd be up there. I'm not saying it's here, but it's up there. Um, I... Um, do, you, do you think that we are the champions and we will rock you... Mm. Um, there seem to be songs that are written in order to get royalties from BBC sports <laughs> yeah. compilations. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Greatest let, love of all. Yeah. Let hero. Me, let me entertain you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ma- uh, Mariah's hero. Come on. I mean, that was built for the podium. Yeah, mm-hmm. true colours. I have to say, I didn't see coming as a uh, BBC Sports That's compilation back up, but it be- did become quite a it popular did. one. But I do think some people watch those and think, you know what, 
That's what we should write, a BBC sports Well, you say some people, yeah. M people watch that. <clears throat> yeah. Search for the hero. Oh, oh that's that taken off. Good shout. <laughs> <laughs> one of those, you don't need the words. You just need the, uh, the, the slight, the, like when a dog cries. <laughs> that's where the emotion is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm crying now. There's no words. I don't know what you're saying. There are no words. You're no. right. <laughs> you do, can't do you separate. ever look for the hero inside yourself? No. Occasionally, no, I um, can't be out bothered. I just wish mine had shut up. He's always a, going on at me. I had a dodgy coffee once, and I had to go into hospital, and they looked for the Nero inside. Me. <laughs> rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. I'm sorry, I'll take it. Don't oh, put yourself down. Come on, it's my anniversary. Don't, don't, put, yourself, like. don't put yourself down. You've got nine hours to go. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking no. I might get blind yourself, drunk. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I heard a thing. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I mean, on professional broadcasting. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. To Frank Skinner, our gift to you is an extra seven hours of work. This is 10 Hours of Frank on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Hours about. No, no, you can't do that. We've had. I mean, we're getting pulled up a lot this morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretending that never happened. <laughs> Uh, this is from <laughs> Jespo. Jespo? Mm-hmm. OK. Well, I don't know if that's a portmanteau name for her and a partner. I'm guessing it's like Bojo. I'm guessing that... Uh, oh, Je- is she with a Boris, surname. maybe? I know, I think she be- her surname will begin with Bo. OK. That's what my, my view is. I believe her surname is Heegers. Oh. Jespo oh, Heegers. Well, that's, uh, that, okay. that's all wrong, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, as were we... According to Jespo. Oh, were we? When. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's she got to say? What's she <clears throat> coming in with a correction this time? Come on. Let's have it you out. You sound so like a sort of <laughs> irate manager in the lower leagues <laughs> doing a post match interview. Oh, what's she got to say? Were we? <laughs> yeah. Were we then? Uh, Jespo says this. We were talking about the Queen, I'm going to say movie for now, earlier, Frank. Yes. She says, when did we stop saying, is it biopic? Biopic. Like biography, and start saying biopic, like biodegradable. Up with which I will not put. Hashtag (laughs) English language butchers. Well, um... Strong work on up with which I will not put. (laughs) What say you, Frank Skinner? Well... I have always said biopic. I certainly never said biopic because biopic to me is too similar to myopic. Mm. And mm-hmm. it sounds like someone who looks with both eyes. Biopic. The thing is, yes. I'm worried that I say biopic because of you. And given some of your other extraordinary pronunciations, how yeah. um, dare you? Star Day. Wars. What, Stephen Gerard. Henry Winkler. Winkler <laughs> <laughs> was fun. I'm concerned <laughs> that you've taken us down a strange cul-de-sac. Mispronunciation. Well, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm sure biopic Population is, is, a, is an ophthalmic <laughs> term. Is it? Oh, someone swallowed a dictionary yeah. for breakfast. Um, I, and also, pick. You want to get the word pick for picture, whereas biopic sort of lose it a bit. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm not sure, Jesbo. Okay, if I'm we have Jesbo a language and... expert listening, or someone who's, who's uh, deals with phonetics, 
or just someone clever. I think, I think we've got three in here, haven't we? <laughs> I once watched a biopic of... Um, Please I'm going to stick with us. it. A biopic of Christopher Columbus, where I think it was... It was Errol Flynn oh. uh, was playing... Um, Columbus, and there's a bit where he comes out out of out of his cabin and say, "So any of you guys see land?" <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just loved it. There was a, um, a Van Gogh. No, I'm just teasing you, Van Gogh. Um, a biopic. Oh yes. And I remember him coming out. I think it might have been Kirk Douglas, because he came running out into the wheat fields, of course. Yes. Um, and he came out and he said, "I just want to paint." Yeah. And I think it was Kirk Douglas, <laughs> yes. in fact. And it was called... Was it called The Agony and the Ecstasy? Oh, no, I think that's Michelangelo. Yes. Anyway... But he did say in the wheat fields, I just want to paint. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure that happened. Do you remember the um, the old... Um, I was going to say Pixar, it didn't happen, but we've got a pick. I that's a bit of a spoiler alert. <laughs> do you remember? Oh, seen it. Do you remember <laughs> the old Sorry, Frank's, <laughs> when Frank wants attention, he's got so desperate, he said, oi. Oi. He actually said oi to me. <laughs> he was so desperate <laughs> for attention, Alan. It's, not even, it's an old joke. Do you, <laughs> do you remember it? Where, no, that's from the joke, that. It's oi, <laughs> Van Gogh. <laughs> do you want a pint? And he says, no, it's all right, I've got one here. <laughs> oh, it was a very, very fine old joke, I always thought. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. We've actually had a text from Nugget, uh, who uh, I would say was uh, a regular contributor over the decade. Uh-huh. Um, Hi, Frank. Was Three Lions not written to be rolled out at every major football championship <laughs> England participating? Oh. Kind regards, Nugget. I think that's a, that's a reference to people writing songs for um, BBC Sports Clips compilation. Yeah, your, mon- your montage. <laughs> we were commissioned, like. commissioned by the Football Association to write that song. It's a bit, oh, oh, here we go. Ah, so it wasn't cynically done to get... No. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it used for a sports conference. In fact, you oh. had to play it. It was very official to Terry Venables. Indeed. Terry Venables? <laughs> Terry Venables. Is this... Venables, they call Yeah, Venables. Terry Venables. And what did he say when he heard it, Frank? He, he said it was a real key tapper. <laughs> <laughs> and he tapped his car keys to it as it played. So I think that's what he, what he meant. But it's a great um, summary. Yeah. Oh, I um, I tell you what, because I'm doing uh, the the our second three hours today, oh, yeah. four, five, and six hours would have been Sarah Champion. So I was a bit worried about that politically that we hadn't upset Sarah. So I had a look at oh. her Twitter feed, and mm-hmm. and, oh, the, bit and she did tweet about it, and she <laughs> said, um, "Turns out I've got the day off tomorrow." And I thought, "Oh, I don't like the sound of turns out." Oh no. <laughs> That, like, oh, I was worried about that. But I felt better when um, I saw that they'd done a mock-up yeah. of the um, Blade Runner, the new Blade... Is it, what's it called? 2049, is it called? Anyway, oh, then, you know the I new... I don't watch films like that. I know, but I, I do. I know. Uh, I should know what it is. Anyway, it's um, the new Blade Runner. They'd done a mock-up of that with absolute presenters. Oh. Now, if you're going to do well, that... Are in it? Who are you going to have for Harrison Ford? The bedraggled, old, slightly crumbling Harrison Ford. It's going to be. Anyway, we're not in it. Oh, so I felt no. better about the whole thing. All oh, right. It's okay. good. It looks good. Uh-huh. We're not in it. But you're not, not in it. Right. You know, it's fine. 
Oh dear. No, okay. I'm just saying it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, I um <laughs> someone's just uh, someone's just if anyone wants to do a mock-up of a film poster with us in out there, people who can do that kind of thing, love to see one. What are you thinking? On he Golden it, Pond? He me- <laughs> 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 the Three Stooges. Uh, I'm not getting Andy Zaltzman in at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a text. Morning, Frallum. So sorry to be Mr Pernickety on your special day, but re-how to say words. I believe the cockerel did just say mispronunciation. Cul-de-sac which, in my humble opinion, should be mis- mispronunciation. Yeah, I think I was doing it on purpose to... Uh, Come on, we can't be laughing at like on these things. people say emphasis. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I was... Um, he was doing it on purpose. I think I was trolling you in a yeah. teasing way. No, I, 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 I mean, yeah. we can't be, come on, you can't be too Mission pedantic. accomplished. I had someone pick me up on Twitter the other day. No, I don't mean that sort of pick me up. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those lurkers. But someone picked me up because I referred to the game I've Never and said, I think you mean I have never. Oh. I mean, come on. What? What game? Is that like I've never seen Star Wars? Yes, and I said I've never. Was that a game before I've never seen Star Wars? Yes, of course it was. Well, I say, of course. Yes. Yes. Well, I can honestly say I have never heard of it. Well, that's weird, (laughs) because I thought I'd played it with you, because I played it with David Baddiel many times. Oh, well, Back I in the early I 90s. thought Marcus Brigstock had invented that with I've Never Seen No, Never Have I Ever, the game is called. Is it? Mm. Well, never Have I Ever. I believe well, it's a drinking well, game. Well, I never. <laughs> never have I ever heard oh, it's of a drinking this game. game. Well, that's why you haven't played it with me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I never knew that. Mm. Well, never maybe. have I ever known that. Yeah. So I'm go. trying to think of something I've never done now, but we don't have all day. Well, I can well, tell well, you... Well, hold on, we do have all day. <laughs> Well, David Baddiel had some interesting things, but none of the ones I can think of at the moment are I can... um, Broadcast. No. Uh, Or as Neil Warnock said in a post-match interview, really, printable on Sky Media. Uh, did you say Neil Warlock? <laughs> no, Warlock. <laughs> okay. That would have been a We should call him Warlock. Friday and slip. <laughs> if you had to pick a, a Premier League manager who was we involved in witchcraft, Warlock. he would be yes, my first. Yes, he would first. be. He's got He'd the brows. He would be my first bet. <laughs> I can see him in a cowl. We should rechristen him Warlock. I'm going to do it. Neil Warlock as well sounds like a thing that you'd say. Oh, yeah. Like a command. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I'm not saying he's a <laughs> Satanist. I'm saying he, has, he might be a white witch or wizard, but I, I can see him involved with local people in the Cardiff area oh, in some sort of witchcraft and sorcery. You know those people because you identify them, they've just got the eyebrows slightly too high. They'll mm. be walking in a civilian clothes and I'll look at them and I think, you're involved possibly in witchcraft or something a bit funny. You reckon? This yeah. could be a brilliant start to a, a major series of novels for children. <laughs> oh, I think someone's already... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what if Laurie McBenemy had said that about being pipped to the post by J.K. Rowling <laughs> on the Harry Potter franchise? Yes, that is the sound of a ukulele. Which means this must be 10 hours of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've just said, I've been sent um, a picture of Neil <coughs> Warlock. Oh, yeah. With his eyebrows being set slightly too high, presented without comment. Um, but someone has said our Absolute Radio colleague Pete Donaldson has already coined Neil Warlock. Oh, I see. Oh, OK. But I, I bet he didn't go into the whole thing about him being involved in witchcraft in Cardiff. <laughs> 
<laughs> we might have. Mm. But can no, we fair enough. We can't use that again then. If you can, can, we discuss someone else who has a birthday? Respect today, to, please, or this I, week. When am I, can I tell you about the the faux bayeux? Oh, oh yes. yes. I, do you want to tell us a little During story? Raising. It's a long story. I like a long story. It's a long story. Come on. <laughs> so it's a. Thank you, Faye. It was late. <laughs> big respect. I find with She's young people, if you if you press them on it, they will laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean. In terms Let of me rephrase that. Can, can laugh oh, on don't command. Don't use that as a trailer. Goodness me. That was fair CV. Oh, can laugh no. on command. In terms of stuffed <laughs> as Frank once memorably called it on this show, Frank, would you just care to concisely sum up what stuffed is? It's when people who are being paid to work on the show laugh exactly. at our jokes. Yes. Obviously they don't, they don't stay mind. long if they don't. No. Um, I think Faye's pushed it to the, the limit. Did you say? I think she smiles at our jokes, which I radio is worthless mm. well there you go she's learning there you go. Um, so the Bayer 2.0 yeah the Bayer what happens in the um, in the the Victorian times do you remember Mike Reed who we used to see regularly on a Saturday morning before this show because he worked for oh, yes. Magic FM Oh, I'd completely forgotten that. A very nice oh, chap. Very nice chap. He used to walk in, I think, from Paddington. Tennis shoes, yeah. He used to wear shorts and trainers. And mm-hmm. he, well, he walked in. So, yeah. Yeah. He walked from Paddington, kept him trim, I think. Um, <laughs> Save money as well. I remember him... Uh, I remember he had a, a, a bit of bad luck with a, an Oscar Wilde musical that ran for one night. And um, no, you know, I, I wrote a terrible, uh, you know, a terribly um, reviewed play for Edinburgh. So we've all we've all had our theatrical disasters. But he said, um, you know, he said people are judging this, um, which was true. He said, but um, he said um, Dickens. Was it a biopic? It was a bio. You. Muse. Okay. Biomuse. <laughs> so I'm just wondering. Bioplay. Bioplay. Okay. I'm just or was wondering. Was it a bioplay? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm. That sounds like one of those yogurts that sorts your gut out. Mm. But anyway, there was a quote from Mike, and I said, I did. I found him to be a very nice bloke. I've never mentioned this quote to him, but he said, Yeah, but you know, um, Charles Dickens wasn't appreciated in his day and now we call those times uh, D- you know Dickensian Dickensian London and stuff yeah mm. I thought there were two major problems with this one <laughs> Charles Dickens was absolutely massive in his day yeah I mean Probably he was the most a superstar celebrated <laughs> novelist of the era and my rate's a literary man I'm, I'm you know I can't believe he, he didn't know and he's and the other thing was that there was a suggestion that this period, sometime in the future, would be called would be called Reedian England, and I thought I thought that was pushing it. I have to say, but who knows what tomorrow brings? To be fair, but you know what? I did love pop quiz. Oh, so did I. I did, but I didn't see the importance of being earnest. I'm just worried if it was going down the biopic route, Frank, that there was. I hope there wasn't a character. The importance of being earnest. Yes. And that that play did do well. No, oh, right. I know, but if he referenced it in the Oscar Wilde, oh, well, I'm sure uh, he did. I'm, well, exactly. But what did he do? Did he have a character saying well, it's very important to be earnest? You know, Oscar. And then he went, oh, it's oh. given me an idea. I just. And then Oscar said, hold on, where's my handbag? And the bloke went, oh! <laughs> 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 
Oh, I know. Um, and then he said, I'm writing that down. He said, you always do, Oscar, you always do. And then he left. Um, it was one of the last really happy times he had. Good night. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. Frank, uh, Lost for Life was the Van Gogh film. Agony and Ecstasy ah. was Michelangelo. That's from France. I did say in Agony and Ecstasy you was did. Michelangelo. To yes, be fair. Okay. But yeah, Lost for Life, of course it was. Uh, 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 they <laughs> used that for it. They didn't. <laughs> they, they, didn't. they didn't. They didn't. It's one of his funny fibs. It was my plan oh, funny today to celebrate our anniversary. I was, was going to see if there was a song called Ten Years. Um, oh, yeah. I couldn't find one. Mm. It was ten years after the band and stuff like that, but they wanted mm-hmm. to do the song. So I thought we could play David Bowie's Five Years twice. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Of course, it was scuppered by the no-repeat guarantee. Yeah. Ah, so what a that, mistake. That's yeah. the, the, the best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah. I suppose uh, if you're talking about the fake bio-tapestry or bio-tapestry <laughs> 2.0, does Hold that... It, is it bio-tapestry or bio-tapestry? Bio-tapestry. Actually, I've had a bio-tapestry this week, and I must say... I'm much more regular. You do look well. You have one of those cameras. But if I we, love um, a biotapestry. If we talk about it again, does that contravene the no-repeat guarantee? I think that's all right. It's, no. actually, it's not, strictly speaking, a tapestry. It's one thing I love. That's a good actually. point, It's yeah. an embroidery. It is. Oh, mm. you're right. So some Victorian uh, ladies... There's a very handsome man on the biotapestry I spotted. Oh, is that right? There's some lovely fellas on there. Because I think mm. you guys have talked about the, the Bayeux tapestry <laughs> um, before, on a week when I was away. Yeah. Because oh, it, was, there was, it was announced it was going to come to... Uh, yes. Macron. Big news. Said the Bayeux tapestry was going to come to... Um, he said it might, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is coming. Do you reckon? Mm. I think, yes. It's, um, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're rolling it up as we speak. Oh, I, don't... I like the way um, bloodshed is depicted, which is always in a nice way. Is it? Mm. Is it quite PG? Mm, PG. Well, there oh, was a good. bit... Um, what These Victorian women who uh, did it, I have to say, did a brilliant job on it. It's mm. great. I'd recommend the Reading trip. It's mm. like seeing a tribute band. You know, <laughs> Sometimes it's, better. It, it looks the same, and uh, there's none of the pressure on it. It's free. Yes. Right. No big queues. There'd be a lot less queuing. Are yeah. you I suggesting suppose, it's... Sorry, Al. I suppose the whole thing is a big queue, though, in a way. Isn't it? Well, yeah. as you look I know at what you it, mean. you're effectively... They're not all facing in the same direction, though, and I hate that in the queue. There is one bloke pushing his bag along the floor with his foot, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favourite queue behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Like... It's been ruined by the wheels, wheels on luggage thing, of course. Oh, I like yes, the I've idea ki- that it's like the tribute, but it's the sort of no oasis... Of it the is. embroidery world. Yeah, I don't know what it... Well, what would we... That could be 8, 8, 12, 15. What should the tribute by a tapestry be called? It should have oh, one of those punning yeah. names. Yes. Like we've oh, all, yeah. We've all um, heard the great punning names of the mm. band. No Ace has been a very yeah. good... Mm-hmm. Um, Bjorn again, I was never convinced on, if I'm honest. Well, convinced by... Well, it's it's to do with one of the band members, but... I think yeah. it's a generic Swedish name, though, isn't it? Yeah. My favourite was uh, Shania Twin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, some of them have. I, I always fancied uh, Proxy Music would. I don't know if it was ever used, but I thought oh, that yeah. would be a great, a great, idea. A great one. It's but the Bio Tapestry, as a, considering it as a tribute band, which it is in a way, what should it be called? 8, 12, <laughs> 15. Happy 10th anniversary. 
anniversary to Frank Skinner. Our gift to you is an extra seven hours of work. This is 10 Hours of Frank on Absolute Radio. By your standards, this is quite a straightforward texting that we've gone for. Mm. Um, you've gone for a pick a, a kind of parody name, I suppose it is, isn't it? For mm. Like a bio-tapestry tribute. As if it, is a, it is a bio-tapestry tribute. That's easy for you uh, to yeah. say. Mm. The buyer. Um, no, what you've got to say, which they would say on certain TV shows, is, oh, sorry, put my teeth back in. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> I wash my mouth and I can't do a thing with it or something oh. like that. Yeah. Um, well, 953 has. Uh, sorry, go on. No, they say something about fuddling up their work. Oh, oh yes, oh. yeah. Well, well, remember when you used that. to spit on people accidentally? Let's <laughs> say you can spray <laughs> that again. <laughs> <laughs> say Anyone still say it. that? No. I bet there are people. I think say it, it, don't spray it is funny though. I'd and if you turn your f- some away from people, they say nice to see you back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I've said before, very few things in life will make me laugh as much as. Um, do you remember you used to have actual posters on the tube on the way down? Rather than, the the sort of, escalator. rather than the LED thing. Yeah, yeah. And some oh, yeah. wags would occasionally put chewing gum to look like sort of snot or a moustache yeah. on a beautiful... Mo- I mean, we don't mean Colleen Rooney, by the way. Just funny. No. no, no, I just mean somebody being pranky. Yes. Anyway, 953 has sent a suggestion for the bio-tapestry. Uh, in true English tradition, how about bio-McBio-Face? <laughs> <laughs> or has, yeah. has that been used for something else? Very yeah. fine. Very fine. We've got. I've also got our the bio uh, tapestry. Mm. Well, also, oh. is it well, bio? Or it is a. It is a bio. Bio. Nine three six. This is Jeff. De bio tapestry. De bio. De bio. De means uh, two in French. <laughs> no, I knew that. I just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> bio. The second bio. Oh, like bio okay. two point zero. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so it's quite bad. You didn't get it. Duh, means Shouldn't it be by a duh? <laughs> <laughs> I yes. don't know. Yeah, I think so. 984, Al. <laughs> Morning all. I'm not sure about the tapestry, but I once saw an advert for Rich Clifford and the Saddos. I thought I'd share that with you. That's, That's... Rob the Tyler. He's one of our regulars. Oh, oh that is very fine. <laughs> How about I, uh... the Brian Travesty, the real English translation? <laughs> what does that mean? Don't know. <laughs> And I'm not even wondering. I'm going to leap in with a French <laughs> translation at this point. <laughs> By faux tapestry. They all sound a little unwieldy. At the moment, at this yeah, stage. Maybe I've asked too much. Deja Bayeux. Bayeux City Rollers. Now you're being silly. Deja Bayeux. Deja Bayeux. This is good, so, this is a good radio. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> Come on. We're allowed a bit of this Put in this ten... in the awards clip, will you? <laughs> ten hours. We're allowed a bit of this, aren't we? This is 4am at the telethon, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> this is, it'll all be like this. I should think by the time I'm with Andy Bush, I'll be saying, I'll tell you something I've always regretted, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always reg- I haven't been an easy man to work with. <laughs> the sound of a ukulele which means this must be 10 hours of frank skinner on absolute radio uh, this is frank skinner on absolute radio with emily dean and alan cochran you can text the show on 8 12 15 follow the show on twitter and instagram at frank on the radio or email the show via the absolute radio website 
Frank, before we continue, would you please inform the listeners the effort I've gone to sartorially today oh, yeah. to honour you? Yes, and it's a very wonderful moment when Emily always enters and, and, and like an upside-down cake, she's always very well turned out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Can that go on my Twitter bio? Make a note of that, please. She, uh, she always does arrive looking, I mean... You know, she no longer works in the fashion industry, but you wouldn't know it. And today she came in, and I thought, you know, because it's the 10th anniversary, mm. I was expecting something spectacular, mm. and she's actually wearing a, a TARDIS-themed um, hooded top. It says mm-hmm. public box, public call. Yeah. Um, and what I would say, I likened it to Sandy at the end of Greece. I came over oh, to your side yes. to show my love and respect for you. I was going to say, I don't remember telling you that story. <laughs> <laughs> you also said that you uh, you really liked it and you thought you might get into it. Yes, I and thought, the reason... I, I said something... it was something, a very funny idea that I you said, might get into sci-fi television because of the fashion. Well, I might get into it, and then I said something that I'm not very proud of about why I like the fashion... Which was, I just feel that the kind of person that perhaps normally wears the sci-fi fashion mm. might not have the hair blow-dried or makeup or anything like that, because mm. it might be the mm. man maybe living with his parents. Oh, so, you think come putting, on. That, you think <laughs> putting that hoodie on maybe the end of the effort they make about their appearance? The yeah. start and the end. I think that used to be true of Doctor Who fans, but after 55 years, most of their parents have died. <laughs> <laughs> At least they got the house. No, no, come on. It's, I know, I know, that I know, I know that. I'm, I'm joking. Can I say some of the nice people, nicest people I've ever met a Doctor Who I would fans. agree with that, and there's one in this studio. And I've got to... Oh, thank you, darling. I have to fess <laughs> up that I did say I've never... Um, I've never smelt a Doctor Who top that smelled so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I include my own. I think I have, yeah. actually, that, that self-same... Uh, we know that's not true, because... Uh, to mark the anniversary, I'd also like to reveal on this show something I revealed, I'd say, about five years ago. What your partner, Kathy Mason, said to me early doors of your relationship. Oh, yes. She said, the thing I like about Frank, he's absolutely immaculate. <laughs> yes. She said it's very, she, one of the reasons she stayed with me is I was very clean. He's spotless, it always apparently. always makes me feel like the Beatles Hard Day's Night film where they repeatedly say he's a very clean old man. <laughs> About wow. Wilfred Bramble. Of Wilfred Bramble, <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. arrested for importuning in a lavatory. <laughs> of Absolute We've radio, all had everyone. nights like that. Absolute yeah. radio. No, but the brilliant thing was that, that the lavatory became, a, com- became yeah. a comedy club, so I always felt I was in, in part of a brilliant where tradition. I worked with you when we first met. I'm still think talking that's about the lavatory incident. Uh, um, sorry. And why not? <laughs> oh, Barry yeah. Norman. Um, we've got several... Don't, um, don't leave me, Aaron. We've got several... Uh, that, was, that, was most, that was my segue back to the... The biotapestry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody leading over him, holding Strong the arrow. Way. Don't leave me, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron! Aaron, what's that in your eye? <laughs> <laughs> of course, the millennials are going to have to Google a lot of this. A lot, yeah. Like they're confused this morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are these people talking about? They presumably are doing all right with the bio tapestry bit, but the step toe and son references, <laughs> yeah, I think, maybe a the, gen, the Gen Zers won't be up till two. Oh come um, on! <laughs> one six one has suggested liar tapestry. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Not sure? <laughs> no. Um, Glenn has well, got... it's not the true tapestry, so... No, I know, mm-hmm. but... Go on. Um, Glenn 
I think Glenn has everything to play for here because he has gone for, or she, Sham 66. Now that is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like that? Yeah, I was just wondering if Glenn could be a she. <laughs> I was I was distracted by the Glenn setup. Close. Glenn Close. You're right. OK. You're right. Take yeah. it back. No, that is, that's really very good. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll settle for that. I think that's our winner. Yeah. So you don't want what's any of the runners again? and riders. What's, what's the price, Sarah? Oh, no, I'm happy to hear the runners and riders. If there's, there's other richness. Yeah. Um, what's the prize? By him tapestry. The prize is us. Know, oh, it's by women, though. That's the problem. It could be called the by her tapestry, H-E-R. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you take that quote out? It's by women, though. That's the problem. <laughs> and just separate it. <laughs> See how that goes <laughs> in the media. OK. Well, I've been taken out of context. <laughs> Mr Skinner, Mr Skinner. Oh! oh. Um, so, uh yeah, that that's uh, I, I think by her because it's by women is good. But yes. that was me, really. Ultimately, yeah. I cleaned that up into a good one. Well, we workshopped it. You're good at rewrites. But um, I did think that um, Sham sixty six is really oh, very on. very special. Yeah. Absolute Radio presents ten hours of Frank Skinner. He only came to Absolute Radio on a three-month contract, and ten years later, he still won't sign it. Happy 10th anniversary, Frank, from Absolute Radio. We've uh, we've had a good point just uh, brought up by Roger, who's uh. a reader of the show. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. With Frank doing a 10-hour broadcast for his 10-year anniversary on the show, is he not worried that a dangerous precedent is being sent set? The viewers will expect a 15-hour show for the 15th anniversary, oh, no, that has, 20 that has hours for the 20th, etc., until eventually the mass will mean that he'll only be able to leave the studio for a brief spell midweek. Yeah. <laughs> well... Well, 20th anniversary will be in the Donald I, Trump home for the confused. Won't we? He's, he's a dangerous <laughs> precedent. <laughs> <laughs> Trebon, Trebon. I was talking to a journalist oh, this week and I was on about, I was comparing... Oh, sorry, sorry for your loss. Yeah. I was talking to a BB... She was asking me about the, B, the BBC and commercial radio kind hmm. of difference. And I said I felt that, that the commercial radio was viewed a bit like... You know those brothers of presidents like Billy Carter, Jimmy Carter's brother, had a beer named after him and stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them had... Um, Yes. Brothers that were like the black sheep of the family type thing. They're sort of wrong ones, yeah. And it suddenly occurred to me, has Donald Trump got a brother who's a really respectable, <laughs> decent, fair-minded... I, I think he has a brother who's no longer with us, actually. Does he? Oh, Trump. Yeah. no. Uh, thoughts with his family. <laughs> um, so, I, don't, I hate really to be the fly in the ointment, but no. I think that is the case. That's 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 trampled all over. On um, yeah. on the subject of American politicians, though, have you seen the? Uh, I think this is doing the rounds, as they say. Mm. There's a bit of footage of Mitt Romney being brought oh, yes. a birthday cake, whereupon he does some banter with the colleagues, which is all quite charming, and then he goes over to the cake. It's his seventy-second <laughs> birthday. We should say, we should say, by the way, of the cake that it's yes. made of. Um, Erect Twinkies, I guess what you would call oh them, I think. Are we still on air? Are we still no, on air? No, no, that's yes, all right to say. Oh, okay, Have good. you ever encountered a Twinkie? Oh, 
Um, <laughs> no, they were all at least six. No, um, I um, I don't think I've ever eaten one. I've seen I've seen them on sale. There was a time. You know, remember those far off days when if you wanted an American sweet, yes. like a Hershey bar or something, you had to go to America. Basically. Yes. Oh. But now they're all over London. I imagine oh, they're yeah. all over Britain. The they're in corner shops now. They Hershey's. do them in the Delhi. Oh, a Twinkie yeah. bar. So I didn't know, <laughs> but twink- that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, Twinkie. You know. the, twi- the urban myth, of course. Sorry, Frank. No, no. I was going to say about the Twinkie is that you know it can last forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, is it uh, the movie Wally? What, yeah. Do you say Wally or Wally? I don't know. Oh yeah, Wally. Wally. So it features in that, doesn't it? Because it. his cockroach, I think, eats eats it. The idea being that it will still be here millions of years from now. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know where that came about, but the idea they have a sort of endless shelf life, which mm-hmm. is odd because yeah. they have cream in them, I think. Yeah, well, when you say cream, for its, well, they have something right, cream. It's, like it's a it's a, it's a something resembling cream. <laughs> but it was all that if you can um, a bit like. Um, the Giant's Causeway. <laughs> so they were all sticking up. They're all sticking up, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Individual. And each one of them had got a candle. There's on a lot of candles it. in there. Not I 72, I don't I think. I didn't like that. How old he is, Mick? I think so, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, that's a question. When do you stop getting your age represented in candles on a cake? 8, 12, 15. It's either <laughs> 8, 12, or 15. Excellent. <laughs> 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 Can I just say, please don't ever represent my age on a cake, <laughs> because people will have. I mean, that'll be a blast furnace. People will have to no, wear lab on. goggles. If we did it on, out on the square, <laughs> to be all right. But maybe call us from um, the fire department. <laughs> Just to be clear about that, the ET suits they'll be wearing. To oh bring it come in. on! Okay. Don't put yourself down. But it would. I mean, it would. It would come what on. about if they did mine? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like we should glasses. come back to Mitt Romney's uh, technique. I feel like if it's... they did wine, if they did mine yes. at night time, would it be <laughs> as daylight in Golden Square? <laughs> <laughs> would I? Would I have the intensity of the sun itself? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody could get... I couldn't get near enough to blow it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, we will come back. Great because far he's, of London. He's, uh, he, for me, uh, 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 when you consider how many people have been given birthday cakes... The fact there is still room for innovation, I find <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, more, more in a moment. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. We were discussing Mitt Romney and we've still... We should really discuss Willard. the... Uh, Willard. Willard, that's know his real name. His real name is Willard. Mitt yes. Romney. Mm-hmm. And same name as, if you remember, the Alsatian <laughs> in EastEnders. That's, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Did he name it? I wonder if he was inspired by um, the presidential nominee. I hope so. <laughs> Can you imagine Did Dean Gaffney? Ca- I think Dean, Dean Gaff- Gaffney coming in saying, I'll tell you what we should call the dog. You know, uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney, Willard Romney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, didn't, they, didn't he have a cat later, the same character called Mitt? No. No. <laughs> I nearly fell across. There, um, there is the Mitt Romney so dog. Gullible. What happened to Dean Gaffney? Eight, twelve, fifteen. No, he's still being. He's local. still around. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I like um, him. Mitt. You know, there's a big. You know, the Mitt dog story. The story that they think cost Mitt the presidency. Yes. That Mitt and his family. Um, you'll, 
this is uh, I feel bad because Emily's our dog correspondent. But oh, anyway, yeah. it was it was a it was a big Mitt and his family um, went on a six hundred and fifty mile drive. I think it was a twelve hour drive. Oh yeah, and they put the dog on the roof rack. Yes, is that. But behind I mean, a screen of some sort. Well, it was in a, it, 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 yeah, but it, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, I think they got a few. You know when people, um, <laughs> when you've done some... When like, we say they put it in a... I mean, they didn't have it strapped to the roof no. right by its ankles. Well, it was in a travelling thing, but air was coming in. It, it wasn't sealed. Obviously, it couldn't yeah. be sealed. And they must have been doing a big... And it was on the roof for a 650-mile journey. At presumably, you know, you 70 know miles I, an hour. I wonder, I'm not suggesting it was like when you leave your briefcase on the roof of the car. <laughs> if you're getting it. They put the dog there while they sorted the everything. coffee cup. And then they could hear the sound of dog toenails <laughs> slowly moving down the roof of the car. Oh, oh, Frank. But you know... But they love to get their head out the window. They do. They love that. Maybe the dogs just want that. They don't want want that, some Ben-Hur chariot race. What what they really really didn't want. The upshot of it The dog was okay, though, can we just say? No, the dog was ill. Well, it was okay ultimately. It was uh, yes. I but think the, it was okay until they put it through a car wash, wasn't it? <laughs> Didn't they go through a car wash? They uh, what they oh. they had to go through a car wash because the dog. How can I put this on <laughs> breakfast radio? Got the runs quite badly. <laughs> and you know when people like if you've got someone on your car, like if you've left the petrol cap, people wave or flash their lights. Yes. And they were getting all that, thinking, "What's what on oh. earth going on?" When they got their car, it was covered in uh, dog excrement. <laughs> Um, I know, that, I know. All That's I care not about the is Romney the dog story in this story. Do. Look, the dog was the fine. Dog was the fine dog was fine. fine. Obviously, it was he was poorly to have had that happen. But it reminded well, me. That would stop me voting for you. Remember Jack, um, the Aston Martin DB5 in golfing used to spray oil out the back to make them all uh, spin around. <laughs> do you know what? I love that dog for doing that. That was his. That was his vengeance. Don't feel you have to stick up for the dog in every story. <laughs> Every story. I don't. In that particular story, <laughs> no, I like obviously. that. Fra- I like that Frank thinks that's pathetically sentimental. Not wanting to strap a dog. You're just saying he was to in a, a container. Rack you were defending at seventy them. miles. I didn't know about the car wash at that stage. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't that's know if he was everything. in. I don't know about the car wash. This is his Alan's embroidery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it needed a car wash. He was covered in dog runs. Yeah. <laughs> Drones, as I think we call them. <laughs> no, look, obviously it's a shot. Also, you know, when people drive in front of into you and they've got the, the, the spray on the windscreen, it all comes back onto your car. It must have been like that. Oh. Anyway, look, the dog was absolutely fine. And this is an old story. This bit of it, it is it. the As old it's our anniversary it. show, I would like to dig out an old favourite. <laughs> Very cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 10th anniversary to Frank Skinner. Our gift to you is an extra seven hours of work. This is 10 Hours of Frank on Absolute Radio. Um, um, so, yeah, we were just, just talking just about... Who just a tummy rumble? That was me, okay. sorry. That was uh, that was Mitt's dog. <laughs> that was more a throat gurgle. Seamus, Seamus, he was called. He was. He was. It's Irish setter, so called Seamus. You okay. know a lot about Mitt Romney's dog. No, that was. He's obsessed. By during it. the time of this, when he when he was trying to be president, they yeah, lost I him mean, the election. it was a big, big deal. Yeah. It was like it was like it, you know when people think the bacon sandwich eating oh, yeah. lost changed um, the course Ed of history. Miller that bacon thing, yeah. sandwich. Yeah, I think um, the dog. Um, 
Don't go, we didn't vote him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Things could have gone really off the rails. <laughs> Things could have been really chaotic. Yeah. People. I'm surprised people didn't um, change Mitt's name. Okay, okay, come on. We've okay. all we've all had a drink. Okay. <laughs> oh no, but just, anyway, just Mitt, me last night. Mitt has gone viral this week, not for any dog escapades, but yeah. the way he blew out kids. the candles on a birthday cake. So do you want to where, explain this out? Yeah, rather than the uh, lean over and big breath blow out all of the How candles at once that I think we follow all, my applause. Yeah, yeah, that we're all accustomed to. Can I add to. the um the female caveat here? What ladies often do, ladies with long hair, we grasp our we, we clasp our hair to our chest. Do I oh, never she don't want the singe. That. It's an instinctive reaction. You see women often do it. <clears throat> they pull they they um pull the hair out the way. Okay. Very sensible. Yeah. Good for detail. Um <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I do always, like to know how. I use the uh, have Mitt Romney's dog ready as a fire extinguisher. <laughs> is it just the dog? Is it dog? I mean, it is interesting stuff. <laughs> but Mitt Romney himself... Yeah, come on, up, let's, let's hear this. He picks up each candle and blows it out individually. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, Whilst bantering, he just... It doesn't sound like a big story, this, but when, <laughs> yeah, you, see, when you see you realise how... Counterintuitive it is to ever. You've seen so many people. You know that's what happens. You take the big breath. You hold your hair back. Yeah. Yes. You um you, you blow it you blow it out all in yeah. one, which is the yeah. whole thing of blowing them out all in one, and then you get your get your wish. It was kind. The way he did it was a bit like a sort of Victorian lamplighter. Yes. Yes. Blowing. He was doing his job. And I didn't. I don't trust I'm, people. I, I wish he took well. a small snuffer out of the uh, out of the jacket pocket, like a little metal cone, on, and done each one. Like, whilst everyone was silent, yeah, because they'd sung the song, and there was just a sound of Mitt snuffing out each light. Well, there's, a, there's a bit where one of the staff says, "Oh yeah, um, Sue, whatever the woman was called, Susan made the uh, cake," and he went, "What? Well, you're sick?" And she said, "Yeah, a lot of people have told me that." And I yeah. thought. Really want to know more about you? Yeah. <laughs> really want to know more about you? I would have said, really? With the dog? You're saying I'm sick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so don't mention... The, what did they do a cake themed on the... <laughs> Chocolate cake? Yeah. <laughs> we created the incident. Yeah. It's <laughs> spin, out, spin out a bit of Nutella. <laughs> it's Frank Skinner. Frank is ten. Celebrating ten years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, your manager's joined us. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. I think there's been some um, debate about whether I get paid more for doing ten hours. He's coming. <laughs> you know, I've been yeah. asked that a few He's times. Come to... How have you? Yeah, I said I oh, were doing a long shot. You some... fast. What, in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> some people have mentioned it. People have mentioned it. Frank. Um, you've trained them well. <laughs> Breaking news. Oh, yeah. Twinkies available in Sainsbury's Kentish Town. You on Grinder? That... <laughs> <laughs> Twink. Well, a I, I a really woman has quite needs. fancy one now. Maybe we should ask Fight and oh. if I can get some, get some Twinkies. Okay, well, this is from Seb018. Uh, Thanks for that, Seb. Yeah. Good intel. Vanilla, vanilla cream in like a sponge casing. Yeah, Isn't it? it's what you're after. I mean, it's not quite vanilla cream, but you know. it's not quite. <clears throat> it's, it's a, it's the consistency of cream. Okay, 
I don't want to get sued no, by Mr. Tribal. Twinkie. Do you know what this is? This is a here's a, a Twinkie fact you might not know. <laughs> Wait, do you remember Jack Black? Strap in everyone. Do you remember Jack Black's King Kong? Yeah. Oh yes. Um, as part of the promo for that film, Twinkies switched to banana flavored cream for a for a period. Did they? Some of bananas were what you'd associate with King Kong. <laughs> it's quite a subtle bit of promotion as well. That someone would eat a Twinkie and think, "Oh, it tastes of bananas. Yeah. I must go and see that yeah, King Kong exa- film." Exactly. But um, it's 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 one of the um, the stereotypes that still exist, isn't it? The the sort of um, the ape and the banana. I mean, do chimpanzees even eat bananas? Eight, twelve, fifteen. <laughs> They're and a bit small a, for it, King Kong. And also, he's a gorilla. I can't believe gorillas eat bananas, do they? Well, he's not just any gorilla. He's huge. He is I huge. think that's fair comment. Light review there <laughs> on King Kong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we had a light review. Al suddenly said, "I've been watching Fleabag's. Very good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can give you a. We've uh, we've had a a classic late review recently because my uh, my. Me and my children have started to watch Laurel and Hardy films after dinner. Oh, just yeah. a little bit Brilliant. before bed. Yeah. And uh, what about this for a late review? Uh, we were wa- watching one. I think it might have been the music box where oh, the, yes. the piano falls down the stairs. And my daughter... In fact, it wasn't that one. It was a different film. Maybe Them Not Hills, whatever. My daughter said, oh... It's all going to go wrong, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, you've, you've nailed this. <laughs> I think you might have guessed the formula for all of them. There is a bit where um, one of the, um, in the early days, I think it would be Patrick Troughton era, one of the... Um, it's Doctor Who, the darling. Doctor Who companion. Oh, it's Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> the doc- yeah, one of the Doctor it's Who companions says to the Doctor, you know, whenever we go anywhere, something terrible always seems to happen. <laughs> yes, that's the brief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't let you have a go at Al about Fleabag, seeing as I think it was about uh, 13 months ago you said, I'll tell you what's mm. great. You've seen that broad church? <laughs> I know. Come well, on. I think it's all right. And, and he's absolutely right. A Fleabag is... And it's on at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't got that far yet. No, no spoilers. <laughs> and it is brilliant. We all think it's brilliant. Can I just but share the, with... Sorry, oh, Al. I thought we were just going to return to the Mitt yes. Romney story with him. I think he gives Speaking away... Speaking of bags. I think, I think he gives... <laughs> that's what he's got on the roof. <laughs> I think he gives away the, the point that he's doing it all for because he blows one out and then he blows another one out and then he goes... I'm having a wish each time, by the way. Yeah. And I think he oh, did. He's, I think that. He's gaming the system. Yeah, I it's, didn't like that. I tell you what, I didn't like that. Doesn't, don't, doesn't a sailor die or something every time you blow a candle out? What's the tradition? I'm not sure that actually happens. No, but, but no, I don't say um, it happens. I, isn't I, it? Yeah, it's you know, like, like every time you hear tale. a bell ring, an yes. angel gets his wings. <laughs> That, that no, one of those. I don't know these things. Oh, I thought that was every that, time you heard a ukulele jingle. No, the um, the <clears> bell one. It, it's in. Re, it's referred to in um, this. It's a wonderful life. Oh yes. yes, yes, you're right. What I didn't like. Say, I, I guess that's I'm married. That's an angel gets his wings. <laughs> yes. Um, sorry. I was just going to say what I didn't like about Mitt picking out those Twinkies individually was everything. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't like about it was it felt very prissy and a bit control freaky, and it gave me a un- bit of an uh, unpleasant insight. Yes. I'm afraid into Romney. Because Another what, one. Well, <laughs> yeah, not just Fleabag's gate. No. It struck me as the behaviour of the sort of person who would you know people who have cornettos and leave the foil 
paper on the bottom of the ice cream as a sort of insurance against mm. it dripping down. Yeah. Enjoy the experience. Take the risk. You see, I'm such a risk taker. When I get an ice cream corny, I break the bottom off and make a small, tiny You don't make the mini corny. ice cream. I make the mini ice cream corny. Right. I mean, you can only guess what runs through the bottom there. <laughs> it's like carrying Mitt's dog. <laughs> Oh, we've got to stop those now. Look, <laughs> yeah, because you're really hours. going to, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, coming, coming up next is uh, Oz, actually. <laughs> so uh, we, we're on for another three hours. But oh, wait, not, how long to go? No, when oh. I say we, we, the three of us, I'm it's going like on after that. the last days of PMTV, we're losing it. So, look, if you're listening on the decade stations, absolute 80s, 90s, etc., um, you'll have to switch to Absolute Radio to hear the rest of our, t- of, uh, our three hours and mm-hmm. my 10-hour marathon. So um, I'm just giving you a bit of technical advice on that. If you'd rather listen to music from the past than comedy <laughs> of the present, the choice is yours. Frank Skinner. Frank is 10. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via Absolute Radio website. We're in um, untrodden territory now. We've never done a show this Mm. long. Never been on it after 11. Frank, you've got banana on your mouth. It's like the Brexit crisis. (laughs) Yes, you do. I'm sorry, but I have to tell you. No, I think you were I'll right. Put it to. there deliberately. That, Mind your own business. That's what a friend does. No, You've got lipstick true. on the teeth. You tell them. There's bound to be some publicity photos. Publicity photos. Pig, piglicity. <laughs> yeah, Pig <laughs> We're back to where we were. Mispronouncing words. Mm. Oh, we've only, I've, only, I've only gone slightly half of the three hours. No one can speak. <laughs> <laughs> covered in food. Eight five five. Lisa. Lisa has uh, texted a theory about the old um, Mitt Romney. Um, candle blowing out oh, yeah. technique. Do you think blowing all the candles out in one go is too fraught with jeopardy for someone who doesn't trust their denture glue? Oh. I think that's a good point. That she then adds, I hope you don't peek too soon. Shade. <laughs> she said what? I hope you don't peek too soon. I think that may mean comedically if you've got oh, ten okay. hours. It's not the first woman to say that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm terribly sorry, everyone, but I've been on air. I mean... <laughs> Four minutes longer than I normally am. I'm exhausted. I think she might have a point, though. I think Mitt Romney, if he tries to blow out all the candles at once and he doesn't trust the dentures, he's going to spit the teeth across the room like a sort of chatterbox car- cartoon. You can thing. spray that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I. Oh, sorry. No, no go I was on. I'm just going to say, I don't like people blowing out cakes whilst wearing a tie. Okay. Okay. I have rules on that because the act of blowing out a cake is sort of... Blowing out a cake is an <laughs> interesting Blowing out a candle, term. okay, okay. pedants. Um, blowing out candles on a cake, it feels a sort of childlike, unspoilt activity. As soon as you bring in suits and ties and lanyards, it's depressing. You see, I can accept a child in a birthday necktie. Yeah, well, that's fine. On elastic, maybe? Young magician mm. of the year, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. totally. Waistcoats? So young magician of the year. Okay. Well, they like a dicky <laughs> mouth, of course. So it doesn't... They don't want to accidentally take up the end off the tie when they're sawing the lady in half. 
and I would like the waistcoat. You still saw a lady in half. Is that, is that gone a bit can. now? Eight twelve fifteen. Yeah. No, I think you can. I think. Can you? I thought that might. I'm it pretty doesn't sure seem that's... quite right, does it? <laughs> you think there's misogyny in the? Uh, well, I song? wonder. You know she like... lives. Do they call yeah, it? Spoiler alert. Oh, depending on the magician. Hasn't seen the trick. You've ruined that for so many people. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it called saw a lady in half as well? Is, is it? Yeah. Lady. <laughs> she doesn't have, yeah. I think, so if you called it saw a woman in half, you think it'd be all right? No, I think it sounds worse. I, I think oh. it might be on the way out. Bad news for the people who <laughs> bought the cabinet <laughs> and hired the identical twins. And what about the lady, oh. eh? Yeah, but as you say, I, I, I've never, ever heard of it going wrong. No. The uh, sawn lady in a half thing. The knife throwing, yes. Definitely. Oh, One that, of the more memorable that, again, episodes that's of always, this morning. Have you ever seen anyone throwing knives at, at, at a man on a board spinning round? It's always a... Stick lady. around. Well, <laughs> so now we're going to end the, uh, the anniversary. Emily and I have been working on something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. You're going to cut the cake with it first. <laughs> Don't get cream on me. Yes, that is the sound of a ukulele. Which means this must be ten hours of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We had a monkey-based um, text, didn't we? Monkey we... stroke ape stroke simian. We did, actually, yeah. 261 has said, Frank, chimps, yeah. apes, etc. do eat bananas but should not, exclamation mark, gives them diabetes. There you go. Alex. Well, I mean, there's a thing. Yeah. Uh, my son has got a toy chimpanzee and it's got a banana actually... <laughs> What's that? My manager just made a grab for the helium balloon. Um... It's a strange thing. <laughs> Sees um, it as a perk. That's frightening to death. <laughs> no, but it's got a banana Velcroed into its palm. Has it? And it oh. sort of completely the wrong message it sent in. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How what you many mean. bananas do you have to eat to get diabetes? One thing about the chimp, apes, etc. community is that they cannot be educated out of their love of b- bananas. They can't be told. Are you reading this? Or no, this? I'm just okay. telling you. It's okay. got their Wikipedia just, up. He typed I'm, in chimp. I'm pretty confident if somebody says. Guys, these give you diabetes. Please stop eating them. No, they still, they no, still I, go for I, them. I, I can see that. They don't. You care should know because Frank has an affinity with the chimpanzee. Do you remember the incident, Frank? I Didn't you lock one. eyes with one? Well, we yes. discussed this on the show. No, I used to supply insulin to the uh, <laughs> to the chimpling commute chimpling chimp community. No, I was at Monkey World in Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in wool. I was, it was quite breezy. Big, big Lenny Kravitz scarf, was no, it? It's a place called Wool in um, in Dorset, yeah. and I was at Monkey World. And um, um, when the monkeys first arrive there, um, they are put into a sort of a glass um, fronted building, kept away from the other monkeys. That's Soften. a bit Mitt Romney. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, bring down the town, but often they haven't been treated well, the right. new arrivals. So they take a bit of a while to settle in. And one came to the window and... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, but that's such a frank euphemism. <laughs> what? He tries to put things in a delicate way. <laughs> what? He, says, he doesn't want to say cruel too, because often they haven't been treated well. No, well, I mean, the poor things. I know. And... Um, and I was looking in their window um, and a chimpanzee came over to the window right <laughs> next to where, I mean literally next to the glass. We were, we were less, I would say, than three inches apart. 
It was like you were visiting your prison visitor. Yeah. You're a mole. Mm-hmm. And he was looking straight in... You know, I could see years of evolution in his dark brown eyes. He had brown eyes, did I mention that? Yeah. And um, and pretty... I was looking at him and he was looking at me and we must have been there. I don't want to exaggerate this, but I'm talking five, six minutes. Mm. People were gathering up. People said, look at that bloke and that chimpanzee. <laughs> and they were gathering... Obviously, I was a bit... And I didn't recognise. I was thinking that bloke. But, um, <laughs> but, um, that bloke, the indignity. But um, yeah, it was a real, it absolutely locked on me. This. Uh, oh. I don't know. I don't know where he is now. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the story. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is they turn. You see. Yeah. Well, I was glad there was glass between us, or he might well have bitten off a large part of the front of my head. I was going to say right. more than he could chew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, I mean, um, Elvis Presley's chimpanzee grew very long-haired and aggressive, and had to be locked in a room until they got someone to come in. And I'm afraid. Um, Do they get long hair? The hair gets gets longer and more, um, yeah. Does it go grey? I think Bobbles might have gone the same way, the Michael Jackson thing. Oh, dear. How do we get out of this? Oh, yeah, we've gone on to (laughs) animal. This is why the show's usually three hours. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, exactly. This is what happened. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting next couple of hours, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, we've had the Michael Jackson conversation on the bat burner for nine years. It's fine then. <laughs> now it's it's woefully oh, out of date. Anyway, chimpanzees don't eat don't eat um, don't eat bananas. If you're if you're listening, <laughs> let's face it, they've got the ears for it. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. With Mitt... Um, with 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 Mit, that actually yeah. sounds like a translation. I believe <laughs> Mit is German for with. With yes. yes. With Mit. Has anyone? Whenever he say if he went to meet Angela Merkel mm. and she goes to pick him up from the reception, mm. would she actually say "Common Z Mit"? I really yeah. hope so. <laughs> um, so listen. Uh, I here's what I think. This is my yeah. genuine thing. Okay. Uh-huh. I think Mit, older guy. But with you know seventy two, uh, and can I just say, looking good? I he does look say, good. He does look he good. He looks yeah. absolutely first class. I mean, the idea. All right. <laughs> no, he does. Just that. Steady on. <laughs> I think he uh, objectifying he, me. <laughs> I think he's my uh, my new uh, would but shouldn't. <laughs> it's Mitt Romney. <laughs> well, your last one was Jesse Heisenberg. I know. It's like what's happened There's a to theme. Me? Yeah, there is. But as I was saying, I didn't know I liked ice skating until about five years ago. Oh, there you go. So listen, I think... Oh, we can't do anything but. You need a bit of air. You need a bit of lung capacity to blow out a bunch of candles like that right. on the top of the oh, Twinkies. Yeah. And I thought, I wonder, especially when he saw the video, if, if he thought, I don't want to be seen to fail at oh, this. Oh, yeah. And where, like, for example, if as part of our um, 10th anniversary celebration, Mm -hmm. um, here we go. Darling, happy anniversary. That's nice. If as part of that, um, you presented me, you got the video on, you presented me with a phone book to tear in half to prove that I'd still got it after 10 years. If I then tore it one page at a time, 
<laughs> it would be, uh, I think, insurance against me humiliating myself. <clears throat> yeah. Do I people th- still I do? think you're on something. Well, why are you think he's a shallow te- breather. Oh, yes, Al. Do, pe- oh, do people still, as a show of strength, tear a phone box in? Yes, I think that still happens. Book. It does. Can we yeah. change and that also question? deck of cards happens as well. Oh, wow. can we change that yeah. question to this? Do you tear a phone book in half? Could no, you do I'm that? not strong. Do you, do you Here's break, a question. Do you break when wood? did you last see a phone book? Oh, great question. 8, 12, 15. Yeah. Could you break a Thompson Local in half? No. OK. Do you, have you broken wood in half? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's the drains. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Because we're a very decimal radio station. Absolute Radio. I like your um, theory about Mitt Romney's mm. fear of failure. I had a couple of theories. I, I think one, I think he may be a man that uses perhaps too much hairspray and he's just worried if he leans over oh. all those candles, <laughs> his whole head will go up. Yeah, Ron, I remember hearing an American comic talking about seeing Ronald Reagan get off a helicopter. Oh, yeah. And he said, he, he, it's a, like a, one of those Chinook things that they get. Mm-hmm. And he said he got off it with propeller still going mm. and his hair did not move at right. all. He, had, he was so heavily sprayed. He said, but his throat was blowing all over the place. <laughs> So that is, yeah, that, see, it's attention to detail. That's well, what this is the thing. Out. And the trouble is, if you do mm-hmm. go for the um, the Count from Sesame Street style hairdo, which yeah. is a sort of immovable, mm-hmm. I believe they call it Reagan Black, that shade. Do they, really? Yeah. Good. Um, I call it Psychic Black, as you know, in honour of Eileen Drury. Of course. Uh, Google it. <laughs> that, you do run that risk of the rest of you looking somewhat less intact. Yes, you go. You look a bit um, sporticus. <laughs> I don't yes. know if you remember him, but yes. there is a presenter now on Sky um, News mm. who's got the jet black hair, the sharp features, and he really, really reminds me of sporticus. When I say now, I don't mean this second. Mm. But he have... really is. He could be sporticus in a travelling stage show <clears throat> with zero oh, yeah. makeup. I have How many one of us could theory. say that? I have oh. one other theory okay. about, um, about Mitt Romney. I think... He may be a little bit underworked. Uh, you can tell from the way they bring the cake in, and he takes ages as he's bantering around, and then he walks yes. around and he blows out the candles one by one. I think he's just trying to eke out his day. Oh, I, I don't hope think that's he's not. got a lot he's, um, on. Are you suggesting he's made a meal of it? Apparently, someone <laughs> put some hundreds and thousands on the cake, and it took him four and a half hours to eat it. He did. With tweezers. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That could be. I don't. I don't know what. I'm guessing he's a consultant for someone because that's well, what they do. Well, he's still a senator, isn't he? Oh, is he? I oh, believe fair so. Enough. Is he? Seems to have been he's around. An underworked senator. That's my theory. Well, well, isn't it? Also, the other thing is, come on. We were saying off air. Actually, this is what we talk about off air. That the man's worth a lot of money. Mm. Okay, mm. I'm saying two, three hundred million. Let's let's say he's wow. not going to eat Twinkies, is he? Oh, he loves oh, them. Oh, yeah, I think that's the great thing about the American politicians. <laughs> is that they like things like hamburgers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, when when Ed tried the bacon sandwich. <clears throat> yeah. Made a right mess. Who of was it, the British it? politician who had a takeaway Oh. He had a takeaway burger mm. that he said uh, he said I just sent out for takeaway. And the and the yes. the company he had it from, I think oh, it was yes. Byron Burger. Yes, yeah. very didn't, well remembered. Didn't yes. deliver takeaway. 
Okay. It's that thing when politicians pretend to be human beings, which is always tricky. (laughs) I wish they wouldn't do that. (laughs) It's Frank Skinner. Frank is 10. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I think we we had one... We had another... um, Bio tapestry thing, didn't we? Someone suggested it should be called the Biro tapestry. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was, it's not in Biro. No. But it suggests a sort of secondary, less classical version <laughs> of something. I quite liked it. <laughs> One thing I didn't mention, as I said, it was embroidered in uh, 1885, if you want the facts, by a bunch of. Um, oh. Lovely info. Yeah, all all done by women. Okay. And um, there is a scene. I don't know if there is a a, a thing on there. Called... There's not just one. There's absolute scenes. Yeah, there on is. That. There's um, there's a scene entitled "Negotiations Between William and Harold." Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it struck me. It struck me at that point that um, Harry and Will's. Um, was at the very centre of um, that Hastings. Oh yeah. Do you think they were named after the main protagonists in the Battle of Hastings? Mm. No. No. no okay. <laughs> um, there's a lovely little theory, and I didn't want to spoil it for you, but no. But there's a bit in it when there's a man, uh, and I think it, it could be two men, or it's the same man dancing about, completely naked. This is on the original. <laughs> completely on. naked. Pitch inversion. <laughs> I didn't know there was an adult. There were yes. adult scenes. Well, the in original it. one, is, and he's, 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 a, 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 he's definitely male. <laughs> you wouldn't, um, you know. Be, I'm talking big stitches. Okay, fine. and um, come on, let's keep it nice. No, and and the Victorian um, women that have done it have put pants on. <laughs> their oh man. yes. What do you mean, pants? They're, 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 they've embroidered pants on him. They've censored what? it, haven't they? Is it like when you have the uh, the Ken doll or the Action Man with the little painted on? Yeah. Well, I don't area. know what. I don't think there's anything on. I don't because what's the point of doing those extra stri- stitches if you're going to put pants over the top? What mm-hmm. do the pants look like? They look like they look like boxer shorts. Actually, I don't right. know what the Victorian pant was like for men. A12-15. Yeah. Yeah, what did the Victorians wear? Anyone who lived in the Victorian era, they'll probably be listening this morning. Yeah. Um, Dickensian in England, if any any of the... Let's not laugh about that, because, Frank, you Mm. had one of my favourite moments ever on this show was when you revealed to us that you uh, you had a personal connection with Victorian times. Because your... Was it your grandmother? Oh, yes. My grandmother remembered when uh, the teacher said, we've all got to go into the hall, and they all sat down, and the headmistress got up and said Queen Victoria had died. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's long. <clears throat> and someone put their hand up and said, never mind that, have they finished that tapestry yet? <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that, that was a little bit of uh, history in our family, I must say. So, yes, um, they are, the, the man is in pants. OK. And... Um, all the better for it, if you ask me. Check it out. <laughs> Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. Uh, just in case anyone's uh, just tuning in, it is our 10th anniversary show. 
darling, happy anniversary. Some of you may recognise that um, as a single by Slim Whitman. Oh, yes. Ah, good old Slim. <laughs> Fabulous version of um, Rosemary. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, Rosemary, I love you. Yes. We should job. say, if you can hear sound effects, we've had a delivery. <clears throat> we have. We are, um, forgive us, but we don't have a food break today because we, the three of us are doing a, um, a block of six hours together. So um, mm. we've, we sent out for um, chips. I was yep. going to say fish and chips. but Well, we the, couldn't get fish. We couldn't get fish because um, one of the mats... On the um, rock Ford. and roll football, yes, Ford in brackets is um, he's allergic to uh, he's not addicted to bass. <laughs> he is not Billy um, Bass. No, he's it's, so we have to. If apparently even if we if smeared, if we smeared a bit of cod, and he got across it, he'd be done for. So. Well, to be very... fair, I think it's because we know how you eat, which is <laughs> well, exactly. caveman like. But um, Pelio. Yeah, Pelio. In fact, I just went um, to the gentleman's convenience here. Oh, yeah. How and there was no um, hand wash. Oh. So oh, I just used... I, I always met the water a bit hotter in those cases. Yes. It's a compensation. Good. And I've always said to myself, well, you don't really need soap. The cavemen didn't use Can we just say anyone soap. who goes to uh, Frank's church, just bear this in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Peace be with you. Yes. Uh, yes. And... Uh, Exchange of hands. Bacteria be with you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, I'm thinking that the cavemen, A, may not have had hot water, mm. certainly not pre-fire discovery. Mm-hmm. Good point. And also, should I be taking my hygiene guidance from the cavemen? No. It must have been horrible in the cavemen times. Do you think? Oh, no hot No pollution. It's so cold. Less, less pollution, you're right. I couldn't bear the cold. <clears throat> uh, Uncluttered, though, wasn't it? Life. Pre-fire. What age would you most like to have lived in? Um, well, I lived in a few. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made it to Victorian. I lived in uh, post-war austerity. I lived a bit of that. A baby boom. Mm-hmm. Um, swing in 60s. That was oh, me. You lived through that. Glam rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I've, I've seen them come and I've seen them go. But anyway, if I had, if um, I had the choice, I think it would be 18th century London. So we've had the food delivery... We have. Of the not fish and chips, instead we have... I had, well, I had order I had steak, and chips. steak pie Okay. chips, fantastic. And I have had... I've gone chicken and chips. I had a delivery of a saveloy. And it's my well, fir- I've heard some of you for this. <laughs> we, um, it's my first saveloy. We're breaking new ground for Emily Dean here, aren't That's we? That's brilliant. I've never eaten a saveloy You know the programme, I've never life. seen Star Wars. I'm getting it out. <laughs> oh, yes, I've never, never... Oh. This is one of your I never, never. Um, oh. Poppy's the, the... Oh, look at that. They've sent... It looks like... You know when you get a box of cigars? A choice. They've sent... They've sent... Um, <laughs> can I call it sheathed and unsheathed, Avalois? <laughs> they have, yes. Um, I don't know what to say. This is battered normal. Well, and actually, there's some Savaloys the, at the bottom there. So can I say the... Ba- it really is like a cigar case coming out after a, a child is born. Emily, if I may be so bold, can I suggest that you reach right to the bottom and try an actual Savaloy rather than a battered sausage? I, I, I have the alternative advice. Is there anything okay. better than a, than a battered sausage? This, is this a that's Savaloy? That's a Savaloy. Yeah, that's a it good is, old... But the battered sausage is what I would call the caveman's Twinkie. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't want the caveman's Twinkie. Okay. Should I have the one? There's one resembling right. a Frankfurter. What's under your anger iceberg? <laughs> There's one resembling a Frankfurter, one with batter, and one plain. Which one shall I have, Frank? What is the the proper Savaloy? I think battered's best. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a bite of a battered Savaloy. Okay. okay. <clears throat> I'm going to. I think that's technically a battered sausage rather than a battered saveloy. I can't do it, Frank. Uh, at least try oh. the saveloy, the actual saveloy. I'm going to do it. Okay. Hold okay. on. We go on. Go on, girl. Go on, girl. Okay. Go on. Okay. Don't be saying go on, girl. Yeah, yeah, while yeah. I'm eating this. Okay. I'm going to have a bite. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Good audio. Love. That was great audio. That was actually her spine giving way as she reached across. <laughs> Happy 10th anniversary to Frank Skinner. Our gift to you is an extra seven hours of work. This is 10 Hours of Frank on Absolute Radio. Um, yeah, um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And um, we're just going into, what is it now, our fourth, fifth hour? Um, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We give up past a certain... It's like with my grandfather's. I gave up past number four or five. Yeah, well, someone texted in, didn't they, and say, I work ten hours a day, shot your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's paraphrasing it. Yeah, paraphrasing it. Um, someone wrote in to say that their son is a chef and those were his words, pretty much his words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, I, Frank, I was giving my son Tom a lift to the restaurant where he's one of the chefs this morning and listening to you. He said, 10 hours, I work longer than that every day. That said, congrats, and many more years on Absolute. That's from Mike. <clears throat> I mean, I think we might have been coming across like sort of media elites where a 10-hour shift is considered some kind of Saying, I can't hardship. believe I've got to get up. It's pretty unusual to do 10 hours solid on the radio. Yeah. I, mm. I yeah. think what's made this one particularly distinctive is that we haven't mm. had... Reviewing it already. <laughs> a dip <laughs> no, in quality. What, what makes it, gives it a unique... <laughs> makes it particularly distinctive, barely three hours in. <laughs> what, 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 Extraordinary behaviour. What gives the, the, <laughs> my 10-hour radio marathon uh, a unique flavour yeah. is there is no... Charity aspect of it <laughs> whatsoever. You, you, you see you. these things are done for good causes. So to just do it Not willfully. Here. Not here on commercial radio. No. <laughs> it's the sort of um, the flip side to Comet Relief. Yes. Well, I would like to say, which I know you won't want me to, but I'm afraid I'm go- I'm a gunner. That's because you are um, a gunner. I am a gunner. I'm a gunner. You um you do give to charity, but um yeah. No, oh. not, not in the... Uh, no, no, but I think the idea... But the idea with he these... Does, he does, a lot of money. The idea with the charity yes, thing is, is that the, um, the, the, the listeners have to do it, isn't that I know. the idea? Yeah. Like when te- the Tess and... Um, <clears throat> who was it? Claudia. Um, Tess and Claudia, Claudia. Lovely Claudia. Claudia. Who else would it be? Tess and Claudia did the, the dance marathon. Mm. They raised a million quid. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Amazing. And you're doing this 10-hour marathon. For free buy and chips. <laughs> and I think something wrong. There's something wrong. We've missed the we've trick. We've got to the stage of the <clears> show. It's a bit. It's the old telethon in the eighties when Rusty Lee's taking the calls. <laughs> I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> so Rusty Lee used to laugh. Lovely cook. Um, lovely cook. A lot of people. A lot of people point. A lot of people pointing out that there are Twinkies available in the London area. We've had. Um, Twinkie sightings in London, Camden Town. Okay, I'm gonna. I think the next the time I see shop. one, I'm gonna buy one. 
Okay. I think that's good. I'm not going to make a cake out of it. But, um, <clears throat> Get yourself one. I mean, there is a there is a Savoy. Um, you know, if you wanted to say, you know, the way pasties, Cornish pasties, used to originally, I think they had like they had savoury in one side, and then they had like a jam thing in the other half. Did of the pasties. they? So they were main course and dessert. What a great oh, idea! You got a like sa- an airline food. If you yeah. got a Savoy and a Twinkie and maybe an old Twix wrapper. Oh yeah, you could uh, you yeah, could carry them. That's a great idea. Although you lost me if you got a Savaloy, <laughs> having just tasted one. Oh, and, hey, um, Emily, give it a chance. <laughs> give it a chance. Ten years of the Frank Skinner Show means nothing really. It's just an arbitrary number we humans have assigned to our own perception of time. But we're trying to make something of it. As a result, you're listening to ten hours of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Mm. Um, I don't want all of our content to be birthday themed. No. That would be a little narcissistic. Anniversary. Oh, yes. Anniversary. And birthday, because the show was born, somebody said. Lovely, lovely so way of looking at it. Off. I remember the uh, the pangs, yeah. the labour pangs. Yeah. Yeah, it was painful. Well, anyway, yes, there was so another... So there was another story that I saw, which was, did you read about these teenagers from New Jersey uh, who had a billboard put up asking strangers to wish their father a happy birthday? Now, can I ask you about this billboard? Sure. Because what it says on the billboard is... Mm. Wish my dad a happy birthday. Mm. Love your sons. Yeah. Now, who is the addressee of that billboard? Oh, very good question. That's a very good point, Frank. And we should say it had his phone number. So they're they're addressing the stranger, but as you say, your sons. Love your sons at the end of addressing the stranger. It doesn't make... It's bad. Now... If this was a note on my car windscreen, mm. mm-hmm. so I parked against someone's drive, I would forgive them. But the idea of dashing off <laughs> a billboard, you'd think yeah. you would think you'd have quite a thing that you got that right. There's it's, been some prep time, hasn't there? I mean, already I'm against them. I'm against the sons. <laughs> oh, I think they're horrible. I mean, this Do man, you? this they poor put the man, mobile up. I don't like that. No, so he said, I have not been able to use my phone in the normal way, was what he said. <laughs> yeah. We don't what? know what normal is in New Jersey. I think he meant I can use it as like a paperweight. Yeah. If I'm outside a mm. windy cafe in a street, like I could he got pop all it on the bill. He Do got you know? all sorts getting in touch with him. He did, yeah. I mean, once he had it went on the social media, I think it went Paul, really wild. Kenya, Australia, people from Kenya, got the in Philippines. Touch with... <laughs> Excuse me, I also, don't think I've ever sneezed on air before. <laughs> what a time to start! Oh, ten I'm, years on the birthday. <laughs> ten long years waiting. Ten... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just won some money on the. Uh... You know, you know, I think if bet you, when Alan sneezes on air. And I think if you're going to sneeze... An angel loses its wings. It's nice to have the helium balloons because they responded to your sneeze, which yeah. wouldn't normally have them in it. <laughs> Do you know the thing... The other thing is all these, these people, the 15,000 people I think mm-hmm. he got getting in touch just in a matter of days. Oh, God. And, okay, I didn't have to you. 15,000. I mean, I'd be annoyed if 15 people got in touch with me. I I bet 15 people don't get in touch with me in a year. (laughs) I'm serious. 
I am serious. My phone... I had the thing comes up that says you had 48 minutes of uh, screen time a day. Uh-huh. Counts is like two and a half hours. Me yeah. too. Mine's, yeah. Yeah, yeah just no checking one ever. Alerts, I never really call anyone hardly, and the people don't call me. Yeah, <laughs> the people don't call me. <laughs> the people. So maybe it's because you refer to them as the people well, rather than friends. That could be. Yeah. <laughs> just a little thing to think it's about in your interactions. It's a community uh, phrase. So you can always pay people. No. Okay. So no, anyway, he no. had these fifteen thousand people getting in touch within a matter of days, but what they were getting in touch about. I mean, some of most of them were. Some of them are saying happy birthday, singing happy birthday. Mm. Can you imagine having what? to endure this? Some happy birthday to from, you. From strangers. I mean, from Australia. From Australia. Apparently, somebody, some people were ringing up saying, "Do you know I've got a friend that shares exactly the same birthday as you, and telling them all about their I friend." I mean, imagine not knowing that. <laughs> that would yeah. be. Oh yeah. No, it's. I, I hope I he see, said bore off. I see. I see. <laughs> bore off. I see no, bore off. no good in it at all. I think no. they've, they've done. But what I would say, and we need to, we need to move it, is, um, I, you know, I'm slightly fascinated by recurring um, things in the newspapers, these news yes. tropes. And messages on billboards has become <laughs> one of those. I've seen now six or seven stories about messages on billboards. Oh, is People it? getting divorced, all sorts of things, by billboards. Yes, you're right. So, um, and, and Is it up there with I challenge my parking ticket? Yeah, it's oh, up yes. there with um, letter arrives <laughs> after 35 years. What are those? If somebody else no. sent in maybe a um, lost ring found on carrot and garden. Yes. Oh, what about when I tried to introduce that as a text in? Um, <laughs> it didn't re- go well. Rediscovered jewellery, almost nothing. <laughs> almost nothing. nothing. <laughs> that was worse than the ballet link. It no, wasn't. The, wor- the worst ever text in I sent what up is it? was, um, what can you buy for a penny? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yes, that is the sound of a ukulele. Which means this must be 10 hours of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Darling, happy anniversary. And as part of that celebration, we have a very special guest. It is David Badil. Hi, Frank. Sorry, I'm laughing at the idea that I'm a very, a very special guest. I think you are. You are. Well, no, I, th- I am obviously a very special guest, but I feel that since I can just walk into your house very easily, then you no, no. down the road from me, <laughs> the specialness of seeing you has sometimes dissipated. Oh, it's still what? A, what no, a lovely still a joy. opening. It's, no, it's, just a, it's still a joy <laughs> to be here, here to on your show. special show. I think it's fair to say yeah. that you're a friend of the show. Oh, I'm very much a friend of the show. You? I text in almost every week you? at some point to correct. Yes, yeah, John, correct. And complain is what we think of you doing. Yes, I texted in only last week. To when you say you texted in, you don't spend money with Absolute Radio. No. You send it to me direct. To you. I send it to you direct. Emily yeah. is very much my ambassador <laughs> on this yes. show. Uh, thank you, Ambassador. You have been spoiling me over the years. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I texted last week about, com- I think, complaining. Uh, not complaining, just putting it right. Uh, the issue of uh, who fancied me in Newman yes. and Badil as opposed to... Uh, skin oh, yes. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Oh, yes. I didn't know. But yeah, my theory was that um, you were the sort of alternative choice for people to yeah. show that yeah. they're a bit different yeah. and a bit 
I, I get your theory was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was wrong? You don't want to well, go over it again. I, well, I, you know, <laughs> wrong or right, uh, I've sucked it up. I mean, basically, <laughs> I am the alternative choice. I'm not. But, uh, essentially, that, people who can't see very well. But this that's what you're wouldn't saying. normally be. As I said, when you then weren't with me, that yeah. the tables were were um, well, that's turned. What, that's what I texted. I texted. Yes. I seem to remember when. Yeah. I remember when we it now. First right. came out the traps, and we're sort of doing interviews <laughs> about you know now it now it's uh, the two of us together. Mm. Frank liked to say, well it'd be nice for Dave to be the handsome one for a change. And again, as I think I texted you, who is the target of that joke? It's an interesting <laughs> philosophical quandary. But it's, I think... I like to think everyone gets it. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, yeah. There are no survivors. I think Frank, in a way, in a brilliant way, uh, still comes out on top. Because although it's self-deprecating, he's made the joke. So at some yeah. level... Which he's, is well, more he's, important than being good-looking. Exactly. He's, yeah. won, he's won the room. I think in context as well, we have to say that Rob Newman was a strikingly good-looking <laughs> Always go on about week, this. And, and Emily always complains right. about it. Okay. I think he was actually. David was better yes. looking. Well, I yeah. would prefer no, David. You're, you're proving that you're an alternative <laughs> thinker. Yeah. So anyway, it's very lovely to be here on your uh, tenth well, year it's, anniversary it's, it's show. Fine. Now I feel now you're here, you've better plug something. What oh, you really? got? What you got? <laughs> what a lovely oh, start. Well, well, uh, well, it's a bit better. bald, isn't it? You know, in ten years he'd have got a little bit, you know, more graceful at that kind of thing. So what are you up to? You don't get that on Graham Norton, so do you? you? Don't. No, well, you might as well. Well, the coffee like hasn't something. turned up yet. I'm trying to give you something. To, to, uh, to something. I've got my kids' book out. One of my many kids' books out now. I I've mean, my son one. has got a box set of David's kids' books, yeah. and they're not all in it. So even a box set doesn't cover it. He's no. prolific. Yeah, right? my fifth one is out. And actually, the box set, which I think was originally three books, mm. can't get that in. I had to put it on top and take it round to Frank's and put my new book, Head Kid, there. But he is going to read it soon. He's reading Captain Underpants. He's finishing moment, Captain Underpants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind like coming, oh, yeah. coming after Captain Underpants, and that's not a euphemism. Well, Captain Underpants <laughs> wasn't first. He followed the Treehouse Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they're all very good. Mm. Uh, and I've got a play coming out. Oh, you stick together, you. Hang don't... on, I'm plugging. He's oh, doing his plugging, Frank. <laughs> sorry. We've got to let them do their plug. Yeah, you asked me to do I've got a play coming out, although it's not been announced yet, so I'm announcing it now okay. on your show. That's I'm, exciting. I've got a show. You won't like it, Frank. I think we've talked about this before. Is it the science one? It's about, well, it's about religion and physics. So oh, don't, don't one, talk to Frank on, about on, that. on Easy Bed, fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, there's going to be problems with that and Frank Skinner, aren't there? But yeah, nonetheless, so. it's coming out at the Soho Theatre in... Uh, in the autumn. Oh, come and see that. Well, well done. I, I'm worried about Frank coming. <laughs> um, Ready, I'm slightly uh, frightened. Hold on, who said I'm coming? <laughs> 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 I might be outside with a placard. Actually, my son went to the uh, climate march the other day. You know, they, oh, they yeah. do this now. Oh, Kids oh, just yeah. Like, yeah. go out of school and go to a climate march. So my son is in my opinion, not at all bothered about anything at all except right. playing video games, but wanted obviously a day off school. So right. he went there and he was just enjoying himself. And I said, did you get a placard? And I assumed he wouldn't have done. But apparently you can just get a placard if you go. I assume people oh. stay at home, yeah. make them. No, and I then- think you are. Give- we st- I, I went on a, um, a march against nuclear... Um, Weaponry. Did you? And I was given a placard, which we still use in our pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? It said, um, ten ban, ban the bomb. <laughs> I, think it said. I love that one. Pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> can, I t- can I just uh, tell you something? Play. No, I don't tell um, my play. Because uh, I, I think of this show very much as something where the three of you get your teeth into 
interesting subject matter and you you, you know you really talk about it Savaloys so, this morning <laughs> yes Savaloys um, so I wanted to talk about something which is I am a bit late I'm sorry about being late you got, you're doing 10 hours so hey I yeah. think it's okay but I was late and I was late because the taxi driver I don't know if you're listening mate he went a really mate. mad mate. way <laughs> well, passive aggressive mate well to be honest I, I was already a bit passively aggressive mate. annoyed with him in the back and that's why I want to bring this up I think of you Emily as the sort of person who if you get in the back of a cab and they're going not the way they should go you would immediately take control see what i do is i leave it too late they've set off and i can i can see that they're going a stupid way into town but i leave it because i think i don't want to tell him i I feel bad about it and then i always say it anyway when it's much too late and we're in the traffic this is Absolutely contrary to my experience of being a David <laughs> Dillon. <Dillinick car. laughs> He's forever saying, uh, "Excuse me, which way are you?" Uh, you well, going? I do, but I, you, you don't realise I've struggled with that for at least ten Have seconds. You? Well, maybe you just show off because I'm there. <laughs> no, I, I do do that. If we're in North London, where show Dave off. feels is absolutely like his territory, quite yeah. right, you know, it's on the my home turf. Um, <laughs> Although there was a period, you may not remember this, when we first started living together, every time Dave drove me anywhere, I'd have to say, Dave, you're going to your old school. <laughs> and he would, he would just go on like he was on automatic pilot. The North West London Jewish Day School in Wilson yeah. Green, of course. But certainly when we've driven... to school, get a shout out. <laughs> but when we've driven oh, to yeah. Wembley and stuff like that, yeah. there's a lot of... Uh, excuse um, which way are you planning to go? So That's true. I've always I... found you as a man who gets in early. Well, there's a film, I think it's is it Broadcast News oh, where my Holly, it's a brilliant film where Holly, that's one of Holly Hunter's things yes. that she gets into cabs in New York and doesn't give them a chance and just says okay can you take the tunnel and then go left and blah blah blah. First thing she says like yes. me so you do that? Oh, I, got, I get in and I say, which way are you planning on going? <laughs> OK, so that's the point. Frank has at least given me the credit in terms of telling that story yeah. that it tends to involve me saying, uh, hang on, hang on, which way are you going? Right. Now, that's the mistake, I think. I think you're, it's better to just say, this is the way you have to go. I say, which way are you going? But obviously I'm about to tell them which yeah, way they're no, going. Right, right, okay. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question, well, I, mate. I got yeah. in the other week and said to a bloke, could you stick the cricket on, please? He said, what do you say? What do you say I am? <laughs> what you say? Yeah, you and I said, no, could you, stick the, could you stick the cricket on? He went, oh, I thought you'd say I stink. <laughs> oh. I said, really? Oh, my. Do I kind of oh. got in and said, you, you know, stink, mate. Yeah. But anyway, nevertheless. <laughs> Can you put the cricket on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take my mind off the smell. As if I would ever, at this point, really turn. He could have, you know, if, yeah. if I hadn't have cleared it up. Keep yeah. that kind of feedback for the Uber rating, don't you? I'm still wondering <laughs> what the accent was, personally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, think did, I, did was, uh, I think it was Joe Dolce. I did yeah. generic, oh. uh, generic overseas, <laughs> overseas person. Exactly. Who <laughs> might smell? <laughs> I don't. I got a head in her hands <laughs> again. I didn't ask where he was from, but I mean, the idea that I would ever say that to a person is no. uh, scandalous. It's yeah. um, quite likely. I'm slightly worried. Now, I'm slightly worried now that he may have actually smelt and been defensive about it. <laughs> would you remember, Dave? I used to have an Irish driver called Jerry. Oh God, yeah. Well, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine got in the car. <laughs> I remember and said, "Oh, it's." Smells lovely in here. It smells. Your car smells lovely, Jerry. What is it? Said it's a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Frank? There was a bloke who used to have driving us. What did we call him? Who we always oh, yes. knew he had farted oh, for maybe oh, twenty no. minutes. What did we call him? I, don't I really hate people. 
people like that. Uh, but yeah. it really was extraordinary. What do you do when you get in and it's, it's when, like, I, I get in sometimes in the car and there's just an unpleasant sort of musty smell no, and garlicky. Because, but if you sat, I say, could you open the window, please? If I sat in a close, as, as we're going to find out during the show, <laughs> if, I Ten sat, hours. if I sat in a close space for that long, it's, it's impossible not to slightly marinate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. What a downer. What, what, what it was like in Mitt Romney's car. <laughs> I don't know. It's Frank Skinner. Frank is 10. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. David Baddiel is with us. Um, I was talking before the break, before the song, uh, about um, these... Me and Frank, I don't know how um, this relates to to, to your ordinary listeners because they're jokes essentially about when we used to have drivers, dedicated drivers who used to drive us around. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, whether or not uh, this relates... I think they'll be happy to know that we don't anymore. Yeah, most some sense. The bloke I called mate this morning (laughs) is not a dedicated driver. Anyway, certainly not very dedicated to the way here. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I wanted to mention one other which Frank might remember is every so often we would find a bloke, perfectly nice bloke, but who was actually an actor. This would happen a couple of times. There would be someone who would tell us that he was a driver, but really it was just in between acting. And we had one bloke who sort of acted being a driver to prove what an actor he was. And the reason we knew this is that he got cut up at one point and he leant out the window, wound it down and shouted at the other driver, up yours! Which is clearly an actor Fabulous pretending projection. to be a driver. Yeah. And he, I also got in the car once. So 70! And, yeah. and on the front of the dash he had the stage and television today. Oh, excellent. Uh, dear. I have to go apparently after this link, so I'm just going to mention one other thing which I wanted to bring up. Which I think is a thing about coming on this show, which is I do think you talk about lots of things on this show, and I like to arrive full of this show. I, I know what all the back references are going to be or whatever. But unfortunately, you mentioned Mitt Romney just there, and I didn't understand what that was. I knew you talked about him, but here's the problem. Morwenna, my lovely partner, in fact, my lovely wife, she has got her family staying, her brother, very nice, and her sister-in-law, all those people. And they're having polite conversations with me. And I want to say to them, shut up. I'm trying to listen to Frank's show so that I can do callbacks. <laughs> but, but it's impossible to do that because they'd have to explain what a callback they is. They wouldn't understand. Yeah. And it's impolite because... You saying they're my partner, in fact, my wife, reminds me, it used to be an old toast that used to say, to my wife, the woman I love, may they never meet. <laughs> oh, an old toast. So, What's the play called so we can keep an eye out? It's called God's Dice, which is what Einstein said. Einstein Uh, said, of the universe, God does not play dice. I I have to say... Einstein in front of him. No, I'm I'm all right with that. I have to say, some of my gang have tried to claim... (laughs) My gang? Your lot. Who is your gang? have tried to claim Einstein as one of theirs because he spoke of God. He's Um, quite clearly one of my lot. (laughs) No, I mean mean (laughs) non-believers. I love Frank's gang. Yeah, Alan Jones, he's in your gang. Yeah. Isn't oh, it? Alan Jones is in his gang. Yeah. yeah. Martin Freeman, who read the play, because we had a reading of the play uh, before it, uh, you know, you have to have that and producers come to it and whatever. He read the play. He was brilliant, really brilliant in it, because there's a physics lecturer who gets involved in this sort of cult in it, this religious cult in it. Um, he uh, told me that he was a Catholic, uh, one of your gang. But oh, that's I think, nice, but he, what he yeah. said to me is it would only take 5% of changing my ideas to, for me not to believe anymore. And uh, I thought, well, that'll be the play. 
but it wasn't. He read the he read he read the play and thought, oh, it's left me with all sorts of thoughts, but hadn't changed his ideas about belief. Yes. Well, I shall I shall come and see. Them. Don't sit me next to Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. Apart from I mean, anything, he wears always a self-styled, colourful tie, doesn't he? Oh, and you won't oh, like that. I suspect he's a coloured sock man as yeah, well. Oh, definitely, he's a coloured <laughs> sock man. I mean, I, I, might... need, I need to sit next to the Dawkins. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's a. He's a I've, I've, you've had dinner with him, haven't you? I have had like, dinner with him. He's a, he's a strange fellow. I mean, I agree with many things he says, but I still think he's a strange fellow, and absolutely I don't agree with the tie or the coloured socks. I mean, that's just un. Well, I found him very, very... First of all, I I said, so it must be strange for you. I interviewed him with a vicar. Hmm. I said, it must be strange (laughs) for you. I'd use a microphone next (laughs) to It just seemed appropriate. <laughs> so anyway, I said it must be odd sitting with um, this uh, with a vicar because presumably everything they say, you're going to be thinking, oh, this is wrong. He said, what? <laughs> I said, everything is... He said, what are you saying? What, what are you saying? I can't understand what you're saying. And he oh, just dear. didn't know the accent Oh, all. really? It was the black country accent? And I said, you need to get out and meet more working class people. That yeah. was, oh, that, I actually that feel was, sick, David. That was no, the I like start it. of the interview. So God. It was, and then he said, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> he did he say said, one, one thing. One, he showed me, a, he, he had an album of his threatening letters and oh, emails yeah. that he'd yeah. received. And one of them said, I hope you are run over by a church van. <laughs> <laughs> that would take ages. What is a church van? <laughs> I'm seeing a very slow, very sort of antique thing that would take a long time. How do they keep in it? Surely even Richard Dawkins could run away. <laughs> I don't know if he's running, if he's running days are still with us. But anyway. Um, it's been a joy, obviously. <laughs> thank you for coming in. Thank and, you. Best um, of luck with I, the rest I, of it. I will come Quickly, Jill I'll... McHugh, have you ever tried on David's glasses, Frank? Oh, yeah. Um, I've done yeah. comedy photos. Okay. Yeah, and we used to do. He used to give me a monocle when Ooh. I sang uh, Richard Tauber's so "You Are My Heart's Delight." He used yes. to use his glasses to provide the monocle. Oh, if you yeah. like, Frank, we could do that. I'm going to walk around now to end this bit. If you want to sing that, okay. I'll do it. Yeah, we could. We could. We could film this. We'll film this. I'm glad that at the way Emily had to tell the staff <laughs> to film it. That's what we're up against. <laughs> okay. So Richard Tauber, a very famous German tenor, who your mum used to like. Austrian. Yes. Austrian. Okay. And he had a monocle, and he used to sing this. You're my heart's delight And where you are I long to be We'll leave leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) It's essentially a visual gag. Yes, now getting round that. David, thank you so much for coming in. Um, Good luck with your 900 children's books. Thank you. They are... um, It reminds me of when they asked John Noakes once... Um, how that he could he could do all these other these jobs, you know, that people. He said, "Well, I, it's just that I can learn in ten minutes what people have spent years learning to do." Right. And you seem to have completely hit the ground running with the children's books. Um, Thank well you. done on that. Cheers. Good luck with the play. I'll probably see you in the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you later today. After this big, yeah. after this big round oh, up. Yeah. Cheap guest. I'll be coming around with a cold flannel later on. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, top man. Actually, is top man still up, still praise in the current No, club? we can't use <laughs> top man anymore. No, I think, no, no. I think that's we, probably... we love you, David. Thank okay. you very much. I love you all. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Good Good go to a song. We, we are. <laughs> Frank is 10. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
That was nice to see David. Lovely, always nice to see it David. It was nice to see David. He'll be bossing that driver around now. <coughs> Let's oh, hope yeah. he's not the same one. That's going to be all. No, I think it's mate, mate. <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, look, mate. We were discussing these teenagers. Oh, the billboard things. Oh. Who'd put their father's deets up yeah. on a billboard outside New Jersey. No one from the outside world sent in a. Um, news trope, did they, along the lines of the letter that arrives after 35 years or the billboard message. Oh, I see. Food, no. um, strange creature, rat in a, in a, in a crisp packet, <laughs> any of those. We haven't had those. Because I'm sure there's some I haven't identified other people will have seen. Yes, I know what you mean. Well, we've given some examples, haven't we? But... This, this one reminds me a bit... I had a friend who um, worked for the post office... And he was a curmudgeon. Oh, I like the sound of him. Yeah. And he um, was delivering letters, and one of the letters said, Mr Postman, if you'd like to wish Susan a happy birthday, put your message here. Mm. Now, coincidentally, he used the same message that Paul Gascoigne used when Laurie <laughs> McMenemy said, oh, oh no. no. Yeah, and he wrote that on the envelope and then put it through the person's door. I mean, he was... Oh, dear. He was a very funny man. Mm. Did he, he lose was, his job? And uh, No one knew, I think, that it, it happened or no uh. one. He lost his girlfriend because he went out with a woman called Alison Pierce. <laughs> oh, I've told no. this story before. <laughs> I think this is OK, because it's not, it's not bad. But she, had, she was one of those sort of hippie girls with long, straight hair mm. in a sort of Joni Mitchell kind of oh, way. Oh, yes, I know that. But she had sort of what I would call Zoe Ball ears. There is sort of a quite right. big, mm-hmm. stick, sticking mm. out. And um, have you, have he, you got any mirrors in the? Um, uh, we were on we were on a holiday, and uh, he sent her a postcard, and he wrote um, he wrote Miss A Pierce, and then it suddenly occurred to him, and he put in brackets A Pierce, <laughs> and she lived with her mum and dad, and when she when they saw the postcard, they said that she had to split up with him, so that was the end of their relationship. Oh, but he quite a sad story in a way. <laughs> when um, when he, I, I got This Is Your Life. Do you remember This Is Your Life? I when remember you? it happening. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I do. Was... It was at the London Palladium they surprised you. That's right. Well, I say surprised. Yeah, well, I was actually surprised. Okay. And um, he, he was brought on as a, 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 a person from my past. And he was an obsessive practical joker. And he came on and shot my hand, and I thought, what's that? And I looked down, and there was a plastic spider in the palm. <laughs> Just <laughs> attention to detail. <laughs> it really made me happy, I must say. Ten years of the Frank Skinner Show means nothing, really. It's just an arbitrary number we humans have assigned to our own perception of time. But we're trying to make something of it. As a result, you're listening to ten hours of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. That was, um... Oh, who was that? Foo Fighters <laughs> with Long Road to Ruin. You can, oh. tell we, you can tell we're an hour five. Frank saying, oh, oh, who was that? No, everyone knows who that Sarah's was. getting a hand on the table as well. I don't know. Sure. Today of all day, we should be playing Wrong Faye's Road to Ruin. just disappeared. No, she? she's not. No, she's on I business. She's on official business. Can we talk about these, the Twa brothers then? 
The Billboard Brothers. The Billboard yes. gang. Who put their dad's hate them. phone number on this billboard in New phone Jersey. Anywhere probably. Saying, wish my dad happy birthday. Now, what I read about this is that this was apparently a callback. They didn't use that term. They don't know what a callback no. is. But it was a childhood joke where the sons would tell waiters regularly that it was their dad's birthday oh, and then they bring a cake out and apparently the boys would find this hilarious oh you mean when it wasn't his yes. birthday oh, oh that's yeah. quite fun well the only time it's, I've also ever been fra- t- it's also fraud it is fraud but I'm fine with fraud the only time I've ever been oh, tempted oh I said that out loud <laughs> sorry I went to a dolphin show and if it was your oh. birthday the dolphin sang happy birthday that's quite a temptation yeah I was that. that close to saying it was because having dolphins sing happy birthday to you does it get any better than that? No, not really. Yeah, but you can't do that now, Frank. Those opportunities are denied to you because of can't Wikipedia. Do the no, I Wikipedia. Thought I thought you meant you're not allowed to do the accent. No, you're not allowed to do dolphins. Um, on the subject of the song Happy Birthday, I'd Can like we to even bring... mention dolphins if Matt Ford is in the in Oh, here. he's in the building, actually. I think that could be what dangerous. Are we sorry, do? you were saying. Um, uh, we've got an email that. Uh, I think it's important to read on the birthday. Before you do it, I've show. been yeah. I've been in my laboratory. Oh yeah, um, working working on a new email corner jingle. You, show it. you want to hear it? Shut up. <laughs> Oh, yes. so, um, Gazza, Gazza liked them, didn't he? He did, he did a mm. song with them, yeah. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> Prisoner 1-3. One, one <laughs> <three. laughs> Five Sorry. hours in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you went for that moment in his life rather than another one. Well. Catching up on the show via the podcast, and I heard the DME mention the most depressing me. song ever for her is There's No Business Like Show Business. Oh, I can't bear it. It just makes me want to die. I love it. They continue. I mean, it's so true. You uh, no. do love show business. Al, can I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is how I don't like it. It's you when aren't. I see school <laughs> children singing it. No, but I need to explain to him. It's mm-hmm. not Shirley Bassey yeah. or someone like that. It's school children going... There's no business like show business. If it's not performed mm-hmm. correctly, it's terrible. Over to you, Alan. Agreed. Uh, I'd like to throw another into the mix. This isn't me speaking, it's uh, Prisoner 113. Happy birthday. Most people insist on singing it at an unacceptably slow pace with not a hint of happiness in their faces, as if chanting at some sort of cult ceremony. Oh, I tried to. <laughs> I try to bring up the pace with overzealous clapping to set a better speed, but I'm usually overruled by the age-old tradition of celebrating someone's new year on the planet with one long, mumbly murmur. Uh, Praise redacted from Prisoner 113. How do we feel about... Ethel Murmur, (laughs) (laughs) who who sang... There's no business like show business. It it all links, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. When when they mention it, it's never occurred to me before. What It does lack a bit of pace, Happy Birthday. It's a bit of a dirge, isn't it? Uh, 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 Mm. uh, Yeah, you wouldn't normally sing a song at that pace. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it's sung to me, my method is to raise my arms. Oh, yeah. In mm. celebration. <laughs> I find that the least embarrassing. Like I've just stepped out of a, a, a capsule that's landed in the ocean, having when done we, a um, spacewalk. When we did the, the running thing on uh, life hacks, where we were suggesting things for people to help them out in their yes. life, 
You never told anyone that it's less embarrassing to hear happy birthday just with your arms aloft. No, you're right. I, oh, you, there you go. Chris. There you yeah. go, everyone. Suddenly it looks like you're outdoing them on the celebration. <laughs> Usually you're having, it, you're having it done to you, but on this occasion you're saying, yes, um, this is correct. That's great advice, yeah. Frank. We've got great. another special guest coming up. Oh, and Twinkies have arrived for us in the lobby. A special guest and Twinkies simultaneously. <laughs> We've gone American. Oh, fantastic. Yes, that is the sound of a ukulele. Which means this must be ten hours of Frank Skinner on Absolute The reason there's giggles <laughs> in the background is one of the world's funniest men is with us in the studio, Tim Key. Hello, Tim. Hello, Frank. Um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, Tim. Hello, Emily. Thank you for coming Hi, here Tim. today. We don't normally have guests, but... Sorry, when we hello, do... Alan. Should <laughs> 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 we do some more hellos? When we do have guests, it tends to be Tim Key. I mm. think that's a general a general. And David Baddiel. And David Baddiel, and we've had oh, he's both. putting them on. He's putting the cans on. I was worried. Over the baseball hat. Do you want me to put it under? No! <laughs> Tim is... <laughs> Frank, Tim see, is... See if it works. Tim is polishing off the Savaloy and chips... I was no, concerned because he had a mouthful of battered sausage and didn't have his headphones on as Frank turned up his fader and I was thinking, he's, he's not ready for this at all. Well, as he pointed out, it's not very intense. <laughs> <He's been laughs> right, yeah. He's just been nice sort of swimming around in the studio for 15 minutes with you trying to give, give me a chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an anniversary show. I was trying to work out what you were broadcasting. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Tim. I was thinking about this today. I thought, Tim Keyes, I... Tim Key, and I've never asked you this, and I have no evidence that it's correct, but I've always assumed on one level <laughs> that, you're re- that you're really good at table tennis. Oh, right. <coughs> Which level? Well, <laughs> but it's true. Extraordinary thing you've ever what's said true? anyone. To a point where I associate you, I always... Th- associate me with table tennis? If you suddenly said to me, let's have a go at table tennis... I wouldn't do it suddenly. I, I would not I'd be, soften you up. Yeah. I would not be thinking of money being involved, because I think... I was Onto a hiding. Is this true? Know. What is is what Frank's <laughs> speculation that I'm going to table tennis? Yes. <laughs> county, county level. <laughs> <laughs> He's a better footballer than you'd expect. I will say that for two. I don't know what I'm worried, I'm worried about the uh, than you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, that's a slap in the face. No, he's uh, he's good. Are you good at table tennis? No. Uh, really? um, I don't know what to believe when Tim Key speaks. No, no. I'm not that. I'm not very good at table tennis. I, w- I once played t- table tennis in Montenegro. Okay, in an interna- as an international representative. No, no, no as, as a brother playing against my brother. Oh, it's an okay. anecdote. Oh. Well, I'm not trying to turn it into one. Did you, did I love a Montenegro <laughs> anecdote. This is not place. If anything for, happened. This is no place for work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so that's it I think Let me just do it one more time Yeah, I went to Montenegro mm. And I played table tennis with my brother mm. Okay uh. Montenegro was a country that I always, always assumed was in Central America For years Did I you? believed it And then suddenly it, well, no, Not suddenly, it was always in Europe Well, okay, okay. Europe. But then, one, then suddenly oh. England were playing Serbia and Montenegro And I thought, mm. well, how have those two got together? It's ridiculous <laughs> travel Implication. <laughs> you know when you see like Martina Navratilova playing with someone who is not oh, not yeah. that good at tennis, and you think, how did Wogan? <laughs> <laughs> someone a bit county level. Table who was tennis. her mix? Who was her mixed doubles guy? Peter uh, Leach, Fleming. 
Fleming. Fleming. Oh, I thought it was Purvis. And <laughs> not no, not him. Former Doctor Who um, companion. Well, um, but that's the thing with doubles, isn't it? Some of them are double specialists. Yes. Because uh, McEnroe wasn't exactly playing, you know, with Billie Jean King, was he? He was playing with Shriver. Yeah. Yeah, good point. But it's that moment where you have to approach... Imagine going up to Martin and Avratilova <laughs> and saying, would you mind being my mixed doubles partner? And she's looking at you and thinking, how... Dare yeah. you? <laughs> but that's ranked 178. Jamie, Jamie Murray does that all the time. He sort of, you know, well, he's, sidles he's, up to these people. He steeled, steeled himself to it. Yeah, oh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. But there must be some payback on that, surely. But I wouldn't. It's like if I said to you, "Why don't we do a double act?" Yes, okay, I'd show. love to. Oh. <laughs> Would you? I'd do a double song? act with Frank. And the mic's yeah. on. Well, Frank wrote to Alan Bennett once, didn't you, I did, darling? I, did. I, asked, I asked if he'd want to write a play with me. Oh, that's a shame. Did he? Um, he, he? He wrote back. He wrote a very nice letter and said, "I'm I'm not very good at co-writing, and things. I'm very good at single. Very writing. Very good at writing on my own, whereas <laughs> you have no experience whatsoever. Furthermore, who are you? And um, did you write back? Did you sort of were you tenacious? Did you write again? No, I wasn't at all <laughs> they're, tenacious. They're still pen pals. Actually. <laughs> it it was one of those. Twenty years. But it's now. When these, I heard it, no. When I heard it land in the postbox, yeah. I already regretted. <laughs> And, and nothing he said changed that. Absolute Radio presents 10 Hours of Frank Skinner. He only came to Absolute Radio on a three-month contract, and 10 years later, he still won't sign it. Happy 10th anniversary, Frank, from Absolute Radio. Tim, not as good as at table tennis as you thought. Key is with us. <laughs> I'm not bad not at table tennis. Oh, so. now you're, st- no, now you're climbing down. Now you've made me look no, a liar. Yeah. So, Are um, you good at table tennis, Frank? Um, not really, but I do like... I use the pen holder. Yep, yep. What's the pen holder? It's, um, <laughs> it's, a, grip. it's, a, it's, a, it's a grip where you hold the, the, more like a pen than a, than a, than a table tennis. Oh, like pack. the Chinese use? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that, that. Yeah, that, but I don't like that because, you know, I have the hold knife-like pen issue. Mm, I do know that, yes. Okay. I'm a regular listener. So Thank I don't you. like the hold <laughs> table tennis-like pen either. Okay. Right. Thank you. Okay. okay. Now, um, you're currently on air. Right. Is that you plugging that? No, yeah. I, no, I'm just saying that so you don't swear. All right, okay. No, no, I'm, <laughs> no you're, um, yes, um, Alan Partridge. Yes. You're, you're yes. now you're now a key element. You are sort of key element. You mm, are done. Uh, yes, did it. I didn't even know I'd done did it. it. Frank, mean. that'd be a great autobiography. Key element. What other things can he do? All right, okay. Um, unlocking Tim. My key. life has a turn. No, he has to do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you're you're the sort of Sid James now. Um, would you say to? Um, <laughs> The Steve Coogan. It's um, a good job it's radio. That was a Hancock. heck of a face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've become integral. Um, yeah. Well, I've been. I've been in, actually. I've been in the last sort of two incarnations, mm. yeah. and now I think they're they're making a few sort of documentaries, like a different type of thing. Right. And I'm not in that, so um, oh. I'm not integral. Oh. <laughs> I'm integral. Why have we got you on? Yeah, I'm quite disposable. Can, Can I, I say you are brilliant in it as well? I love yeah, it. very good. And you you're, you play a Hang sort on, that's, of, a, um, that's less than brilliant, what you said. Yeah, well, I said nothing. <laughs> so, so, not, I mean, nothing it's, very good, it's brilliant. Like, you know that, that um, chart you get of the ascent of man? <laughs> yeah. With a creature on all fours. <laughs> well, I'm not a creature. <laughs> no, but I'm on about what we've said about you as oh, yeah, creatures. Sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, um, well, it's massive. You don't have to praise um, no. Alan Partridge. It's beyond that. Mm. You, have you seen it? No. <laughs> I have. I have. It's very good. They have. And yeah. I said, make sure you talk about it. I didn't think well, I'd be asked have. directly. <laughs> I never but thought it was for just a so, second it was so clear directly. in your eyes. <laughs> oh, sorry. The, you had about <laughs> half the amount of enthusiasm for the Alan Partridge chat than you had for the table tennis one. Well, I, I is, that, is that why you brought I the table tennis up to I avoid <laughs> Partridge? If you could get 20 minutes out of that. I have to leave the <laughs> studio. I can't, this level of honesty yeah, this is, embarrassing. is making me sick. I, I thought I could fine. talk about something yeah, else I've I have seen. Here. I've cycled then. down from my house, come in here to discuss my Alan Partridge role, yes. and then I get these dead eyes asking me about table tennis. Look, I think it was me. You cycled. Alan, Alan and Emily. That's not the seen. point I'm trying to make, Alan. <laughs> oh, I thought Alan it was and exactly Emily have seen it, and I think it was Meatloaf who said. Who saw it? Two out of three home bats. <laughs> That's not bad, point. actually. He also yeah. said, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. And they both mm-hmm. said to me uh, that, that they loved it. I didn't know Alan was going to step down a step on the podium. So you're very good. Very good. That's no, the same. I say. I don't want this entire sort of show with Tim just to be a review of the last three minutes. No, right. But nevertheless, I like to think I stayed stood firm on that podium. Yeah, you okay. did actually. I didn't let you down. You said brilliant, and then you, then you doubled down on it and said brilliant. <laughs> Alan went brilliant, dropped to very good, and Frank yeah. has Frank, got more well, to talk about. You're not my confidence with you not being in the specials revelation. You prefer my live stuff. I do, actually. Your live stuff. I is always great, prefer so. your live stuff. I started by describing you as the funniest man in the world. Yeah, that's not a bad start, is it? That's nice, dear, isn't it? (laughs) No, that is nice, actually. Yeah. Can I ask you a question to change the subject? Uh, Yeah. Did you and Frank go on holiday once? Uh, Once, yeah. Okay. No further questions. Yeah, we went to the the World Table Tennis Championships (laughs) in Peking. (laughs) Do do you want want me to tell you where we went? Yeah. Um, Cologne? (gasps) Of course you did. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, I think, six of us going on a um, sort of holiday at the end of Taskmaster. Yeah, it was a Taskmaster... What did I say? So you said Taskmaster. It's like a Taskmaster social. Taskmaster reunion. Yeah. And then um, everyone dropped out. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Josh Widdicombe. This is quite good. Me and Josh met at a station. And um, we met we met going to Luton Airport to meet you. And we met before we'd met you. And it was supposed to be me, Roisin, Romesh, Josh, you, Alex and Greg. And uh, Josh was looking very forlorn, shook his head and said, well, this was supposed to be seven of us going on a jolly. And now it's just me and you taking a 50-year-old man to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking when it was. I'm happy with the 50. <laughs> yeah, 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 take that. <laughs> Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio. So, uh, got anything else you want to... Uh... He wants to discuss his jumper, he told me. OK. Now, I should say Tim's jumper has got two foxes jumping over a radioactive isotope. We've put it on Good social media. If you want to have a look at it, it's currently on our Twitter and Instagram pages. Is it? Is it? Or is it, is it an alien thing that's landed? I thought you. I think you should stick to your initials. Oh, hold on! I haven't turned oh, you off. Sorry, darling. Well, I'm not saying that again. Sorry, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, darling. I'm They're not, very yes. close. They've holidayed together. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It was a bit strange. Frank calls Tim darling and Tim calls Frank Mr Skinner. It's really close. (laughs) And me and Josh call Frank grandpa. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know what? I don't mind. No. I liked it. It was very Ian McKellen and Derek Jacobi. Mm. <laughs> okay. We uh, we went to we went out for dinner, didn't we, in Cologne? Do you remember? Didn't we get... Um, we, we finally persuaded Alex Horn to ca- come over and he said he'd had the worst pizza he'd ever had in his life. Mm. He was only in Cologne for like two hours. So it's it, you, Alex Horn, Josh Widdicombe... Me, Josh and, and Frank for, for one evening and then thankfully Alex came and sort of broke <laughs> things up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another youngster. We had an apartment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Frank was the only non-redhead. I'm not a redhead. You are? Mm, red bearded. Mm. Red beard. Yeah, it's Henry VIII, lovely. Yeah, but mm. that lower part of my head. The okay, top, The okay, top part dear. of my head's brown. Okay. I think it still counts as redhead. Well, it's your head. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, can see it, you can see how tense it was in Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just sat and collar coded each other. There was a mouse in the restaurant. There wasn't. Do you remember that, Frank? <clears throat> I don't. I don't like the idea of that. Yeah, it was. It, it, it wasn't one of the the great holidays. No. <laughs> we went to a Frank bridge. Said where it was there's the best time of, of his life. Well, it was the best of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No disputing that. For you, it was worse than that eleven-hour <laughs> wait, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't. I don't normally like holidays, but you know they're different when you go with other people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a bridge with a lot of padlocks pa- on it. Padlocks, oh, yeah, yeah. Which were represented uh, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> That's where people make wishes. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah. No, well, yeah. your anti-wishes, I know. Actually, joking yeah. aside, it was, um, it was a really great 24 hours. Uh-huh. Well, I loved Cologne Cathedral. I like yeah. that. That's your review of Frank Skinner. My night with Frank Skinner. <laughs> and also, we got lost in Cologne, and so um, Tim asked for directions in Russian, and it worked. Brilliant. Yeah, that was that was to see Frank's eyes when I did that was a real treat. It was amazing. I went, I went up in his estimations. So that probably was where you got the table tennis stuff from. It probably was. This yeah. guy can do anything. I think he <laughs> automatically put you up a level of everything. I mean, the thing. Russian just dropped off him. Brilliant. Oh, oh say something Russian, Tim. Yeah. No, что ты хочешь, что я сказал? What does that mean? What so do you mean? say? Oh, <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. And I used. Uh, <laughs> weird. Mm-hmm. Say That's it. That's English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I used mm. "Vi komunikam besten um, sum uh, de kirka." What does that mean? And that worked. Uh, what what's is, the best way to the cathedral? What's the best way to the church? Yes, yeah, so, you know, I didn't actually know cathedral, but I thought she'd work that out for us. I think I could probably say, "Izvinite, pajasta, kde sabor?" But they were German, most of the really? people in Germany. Yeah, I feel, like, much luck with I feel like this is what it would be like to have a partner on Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> weirdly, I'm not going to go off with Frank. <laughs> we, we've weirdly just got loads of texts I can't read since Tim started speaking Russian. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> well, they're mainly threatening. Yeah. How long have we got left? About a minute. OK. So, the jumper. Yes. Yeah, so what, why? Why are two foxes radioactive? Well, I don't know. It was a gift, but I went and did a. From who? Oh, a member doesn't of the matter, Illuminati. Emily. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> Alex Horn. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, I went and did an audition last week, and um, I had to. I got feedback. Oh yeah. For, through my agent, and I had to go back in again to do the audition again with a different jumper. Oh dear. Was that really the feedback? Uh, it was, the feedback was that I was a sort of cartoon character person, and it wouldn't do. 
so I had to go back in again and go in with a shirt. Wow. Because, and I was like, what? what, what, what then my jumper's fine, because I was wearing this jumper that I thought was fine. Then yeah. I suddenly remembered it was this jumper that I'd gone in with. Oh, yeah. It's quite, I would say it's quite a, a strong statement. It's, it's not a bank jumper, is it? It's not a job interview, a job interview jumper. No, but I it's don't a think statement jumper, it, and the statement is I don't care. Hiring someone? No. You're so not currently it. wearing a pink jumper featuring my Shih Tzu. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, can I say, by the way, can, can we have a small, just a small island before I thank Tim sure. um, for coming on? Um, I read Emily's book this week, right? Oh. Which is called uh, "Everybody Great. Died uh, and So I Got a Dog." Yes. I am not kidding you. It's, and I'm not saying this because it's my friend. It completely blew me away. It is brilliantly written, a brilliant story. He hasn't read it. I'm not joking. <laughs> it's another partridge. I mean, no. Oh, Frank. I'll get around to partridge. Um, but yeah, let him talk I'm more not, about this. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. I'm not kidding. And not you. If you don't... I'm Anyone who's listening to this, please read it, because if you don't read it, you are missing out on a very brilliantly written, funny, sad, everything book. It... God, it blew me away. And when I read it, this is how much I liked it. The fact that I was in it stopped mattering after a while. <laughs> and I wasn't even looking forward to the next me section. That's how good it was. And that's saying something with that a man of my enormous ego. I'll second that. Well I done, it was, Emery. It was absolutely fantastic, I thought. You haven't read it. Nowhere near it. Didn't know you had one. Oh. Fine, Trust thank me, you so I much. Mean it. It's honestly, Tim, it's Should a I... knockout. Have you got one with you? I have, actually. Right. 15 so quid. Look, <laughs> so look, now I, have to, I, I could not go without saying that because it's brilliant. Listen, uh, Tim, thank you so much. It's always such a joy to see you. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always uh, lovely to see you And in, uh, um, in England. Le- are you doing Edinburgh this year? Mm, no. Oh. <laughs> are you? Are you yes. seeing Savaloy? Are you? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I've gone stand-up crazy. Are you doing the whole thing? I'm, do, I'm, doing, um, I'm doing an autumn tour. And what, a, a solo? Tickets go on sale this Friday. <gasps> wow. I'm, doing, I'm the whole, doing Britain and beyond. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cologne he's right. doing? Maybe I will do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. What is a double act thing as well? Yeah, then you'll have a little buddy up there. We could do like an on-planned thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wowee. <laughs> Anyway, look. Oh, um, David Bedell's just texted Frank. <laughs> so look, um, it's great to see you, Tim. Um, uh, th- thank you. God, I'm, I'm going to go off on my own now, which is a bit sad. Good luck, I'm, I'm going to go and see the two mats. Um, Enjoy yourself. Yeah, beer and what were the other? Welcome. One be? I've already used welcome. I used welcome and bath last time. That's what right. I'll think. I'll think of another one. So look, um, yeah. So thanks, Tim, uh, Al, and Emily. I love you. Um, Sarah and Faye, the backroom boys. <laughs> I love you, obviously, not quite as much, um, but still a lot. And uh, the, up next is rock and roll football um, with Frank Skinner added this week. Celebrating 10 years of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with 10 hours of Frank. Absolute Radio.